And we are live. Welcome to Into the Norm, where Mitch, Brian, Sean, and TK, four regular dudes, get into the day-to-day bullshit on a weekly basis. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Into the Norm, episode 11. Uh, in this episode, uh, I'm your host, Mitch, and this week has been kind of boring, to be honest. I didn't really get into anything this week. Uh, I, I didn't do anything at all uh, besides work. I mean, so it's really kind of a shitty week. Um, but what what have you been up to, Sean? Like, what 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 do you do? What do you do in the week? Work around the house. <laughs> That's what we got from Sean. It. So Brian, uh, what are you drinking yeah. today? Off <laughs> 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 to a good start this episode. <laughs> I worked I worked all week just like everybody else, but I mean I did do cool shit. I fucking played pool. Uh did some other cool stuff. Had went to a party last night. It was work people, so that's kind of lame, but um it was still a good time. It was where I made I smoked two uh about five pound pork butts yesterday and made pulled pork pulled pork for the uh party it last night delicious. which it was delicious and i still have some left and it went over very very well everybody liked it very much assuming they weren't just being polite for the sake of being polite but it, everybody seemed to like it a lot so that was cool uh, i got a uh the duck rabbit porter hmm. um yeah um it's brewed by the duck rabbit craft brewery in farmville north carolina I've had it before. It's pretty damn good. It's a porter? Yeah. Hence the uh, yeah. darkness. Probably looks like a it stout, does. but it's not. Yeah. So. But it's good. It's definitely good. Beer always looks better in a glass for me. Like, oh, these drink. I think these drink better in a glass. I mean, I don't, I mean if I'm drinking a natural light, I don't give a shit. Drink it out of a can, but. For most of these, it's better out of a glass, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely worth, it's definitely one worth checking out if you like porters. Which I, I think do. every drink is better in a glass. I remember there was a time in my, my life where I was drinking everything in, like, out of a plastic bottle, and then like for like years, and then like one day I decided to drink something out of a glass, and I was like, dude, I miss this. Like I really. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that moment. Really? Dude, I did. I, no. I, I, I mean, there was a time where I was just buying all my water in plastic bottles. You know, I, I was buying, I was, I was drinking, I, it was horrible. I was drinking soda a lot out of the plastic bottles or Snapple, or not Snapples because they come in glass. But I was drinking like all this shit that came in just plastic bottles. And I never, I never would drink from a glass. And then like once that glass like, touch my lips i was like man this is i miss this feeling it's, it's a I, weird I, I do agree that, that it tastes better out of a glass but i'm trying to envision mrs moment he he drinks it like he discovered something he didn't already know <laughs> it was like the rest of the world's like yeah we all know Mitch. shit's better out of a glass we've been doing this not that big of a deal yeah, we've been doing this since the fucking stone age man 
I, but I there I did I I had that moment. It was very it was very bizarre. Um, you ever drank beer out of a stein? Yes. Like one of the, but I mean like a like a pewter mug. Uh, not pewter. Uh, I yeah. I'm afraid of drinking stuff out of pewter. Well, you shouldn't drink out of pewter. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't drink out of pewter personally. But I just remember when I was a kid, my dad had a keg of Budweiser on tap, and he would he had pewter mugs that were in in the freezer, and that's how he would pour his beer. He'd pour it right out of the tap into a frozen pewter mug. Yeah, it's super unhealthy. Right. Maybe that's maybe that that's where the uh, colon cancer came from, and not, <laughs> not Mitch's theory. Not just one, but three times. <laughs> Don't right. drink out of glass. Where? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever drank out of? I drink out of copper mugs, like when I have like. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Well, the... oh, when you're having like a what yeah, wh- call it? What's that What's drink called? Drink? Yeah, it's a it's a Russian drink. It's um, it's all the craze these days. All the kids are drinking. Yeah, what's that called? I don't know, dude. Because I don't drink them. <laughs> it's like lime I mean, and vodka like, and right. Oh, it's like Captain Captain Morgan and something else. A mule. Yeah, a Russian mule. A Russian mule. Yeah, it's a mule. Yeah, I mean, I I've had them and yeah, it tastes just fine, but. Pretty much everybody that I see drinking them are uh, uh, girls. <laughs> well, I, 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 that's why I have the copper mugs is because of the Russian mule. See, so, yeah, we went and bought copper mug, and they were they were hard to find. They were hard. It was hard to find copper mugs. Yeah, and yeah. what's bad about them is they. Oh. I've noticed where they they put the handles for the mugs. It's lead, so you're touching lead every time you drink from this freaking mug. Yeah. So I'm fine with drinking any cold drinks out of copper or aluminum, but definitely not hot. I mean, especially or um, aluminum is known to give you Alzheimer's if you cook out of aluminum. I didn't know that. Pans. Mm-hmm. There's aluminum pans mm-hmm. for camping. Mm. Oh, dude, uh, no. Yeah, okay. Well, they also no. We we cook out of aluminum pans a lot, like um, like turkeys and stuff like that. Don't that's all aluminum, isn't it? It might be stainless, buddy. No, he's talking about those. those oh yeah, like, those. Yep. Those disposable aluminum. Right. Yeah, I refuse pans. to use them. Look at the medical reports on you know the use of aluminum. I don't think I want to. Yeah. <laughs> we never we we got a roasting pan. That's what we use, and it's got a rack in it, so you can put like like even yesterday when I was finishing my my pork butts, I'd took them off the smoker and I brought them inside to finish them off in the oven. And uh, I got a big roasting pan that has a, a metal grate or a rack so I can put like beer and water or apple juice or whatever in the bottom of the pan so it steams and the whole time it's cooking, it's got moisture in the air keeping that, that meat hey, from drying out. Tell me if you guys think this while. is a good idea. I thought, I, was, I thought this was a genius uh, when I did it and I think it's awesome. But I use my, when I cook in my oven, like I cook uh, tomahawk steaks in my oven, right? And what I did was I, I, I used the top rack as like a, just a normal rack, right? And then I lined the bottom rack with the aluminum foil to catch all the uh, juices and everything. And I just throw the tomahawk steaks on top of the rack in the oven. 
Do you guys think? Uh, I th I see how it could cause a house fire. What? No, I mean I've, I know what you're saying, Mitch. But are what portion of the oven are you is are you heating it? Are you heating it from the bottom like you're baking? Or are you heating it from no, the no, top? No, no. So like uh, I have the top rack is where I put my tomahawk steaks, and then the bottom rack is where I put my aluminum foil to catch the juices. I know. <laughs> You just said that. That wasn't my question. So I think he's from the top. My question is, what is the heat? It's a conventional towards? oven. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Do you do you sear them first, like in a well cast with iron tomahawks? Skillet? You're supposed to re reverse seal them. So my my, if I cook a ribeye, I sear them first, then I do that. But with tomahawks, I reverse sear them. So I cook them in the oven first, and then I sear them after I cook them. Gotcha. See, I and try not to use that? any aluminum at all. It's what they recommend. It's what they recommend. Um, well, no, but the aluminum is just to catch the the stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I used I used three aluminum pans yesterday when I was making that pork, but they were all one was filled with water to keep moisture in the air, and then two of them were just drip pans. Well, not so that I believe everything. Fuck my shit up. Not that I believe everything on the internet, but the medical news today says previous studies have linked frequent exposure to high levels of aluminum to neurotoxicity, Alzheimer's disease, and breast cancer. So, no thank you. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but you're not cooking on but it, I, though. But if the food's not yeah, coming food's not in, in contact, contact with, with it. it. Yeah, but you still get the, the fumes. Like, it does not just contain in that aluminum sheet. When you cook something or, or heat something up, it's not just direct contact. Uh, I, think you're being over, I think you're being overly paranoid there. So you think that the heat releases shit from the aluminum foil into the air, and then that gets it's less. The I mean, it's less of a chance for these Alzheimer's and breast cancer, but still, it's out there. But yes, yeah, but dude, short what answer, about yes. what, what about plastic? I mean, people are using K cups and shit all the time, I and mean, that that's worse. Yeah, I don't know? use K cups. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same thing. I don't like to. I mean, obviously, the world forces plastic bottles on you. So, even drinking out of water, but I won't drink out of a water bottle that sat in the sun. Delivered water, the five-gallon jugs—they're all glass. Yeah, that's yeah. what I get now. So too. everything it's possibly can drink out of it's going to be glass. If if there's not, who do you get to deliver your water that that brings it in glass? Um, Berkeley Springs water. Well, what the fuck? It's the president drinks. <laughs> no, I, it's the same water that I drink. I've been drinking it forever, but they've always brought it in. in no, no, no. We container. drink, yeah, we drink gotta, Mountain Valley. You got to drink Mountain Valley. Mountain Valley water, but Berkeley Springs delivers it. So I can, right, and they deliver mine, so I can just tell them to switch me yes. over to that. Yes, it is a little bit more expensive. I mean, in the grand scheme ah. of things, unless you're like a mega water drinker, you're not talking. Um, where you pay $5 for a five-gallon, you're paying like $20 for a five-gallon. That's a little more than a little more. <laughs> well, if you, That's only four if times you the cost, drink, Brian. <laughs> Instead of getting unless you, four, do you gallon, use four it, bottles, now you're going to get one bottle. <laughs> do you use it for cooking? I mean, most people just use it for yes. drinking. No, we we use it for cooking because the water here is for shit, literally. Oh, uh, you get you get that shit. you get that frog ass water. So, oh no! And I met a hydro uh, hydro engineer years ago, and I was telling him where I lived, and he's like, 
do you drink the water? And I'm like, nah, I'm not drinking that shit. Cause there's like cow farms all around, you know? And uh, he's like, dude, he's like, I've been doing this shit for decades and I've done personally done studies on the water table in Southern Washington County. And when you drive down the roads around here, these rural roads, you'll see outcroppings, rocks everywhere. He's like all that exposed rock. Those are direct entry points into the water table. There's no filtration process that goes on. It's not the normal natural filtering into the water table. They directly in. So all these farms, all the chemicals, all the cow shit, all that stuff, when it rains, finds those entry points and is going directly into the table with zero filtration. I I, got to stop you right here. This is why I feel... I am a way more relatable dude than the two of you guys. Like you guys, <laughs> you guys live in this like alternate universe. <laughs> like that majority of the world don't live in like the majority of the world live in like what I live in. You know what I mean? Like we, we're sitting no, water. No, you're, we're, it, you're exactly wrong. opposite. No way. Of guys, what are exactly you talking opposite, about? Dude. No one's, no one's living near Mitch. cow farms. And okay, deal- look, look at this. <laughs> Zoom out on the map geographically and take the square footage of, you know, property of how much is city and how much is country that lives on well water and small city water. And you'll see that the majority of the population is. I would would agree that the majority of the land is is what you guys live, but the majority of the population is what I live in. No. No. Oh man. You guys are out of no. touch, man. <laughs> it's it's literally quite the opposite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had a I, uh, you had a hydro engineer talk to you about your water supply? And you think that's normal? <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah, and yes. I think I think that's a great conversation to be having because I, I was not aware of that, even though I wasn't drinking the water, but like still cooking with it. Yeah, I think that's I what I'm doing. Once I, I think it's a conversation, conversation to have too. I would be afraid um, of cooking with weird cow shit water. <laughs> this dude, he told me he was like, he's like, do you brush your teeth with it? I'm like, well, yeah. I was like, I brush my teeth and I take showers in it. He's like, do you let your daughter brush her teeth with it? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I want you to do me a favor because when you get home tomorrow morning, when you leave for work, get your daughter's toothbrush, walk outside to your neighbor's farm, rub it in a pile of cow shit, leave it sit out in your driveway to bake in the sun all day. And when she gets home at night, (laughs) give it back to her and tell her to brush her teeth with it. He's like, cause if she's using that water to brush her teeth, that's exactly the hell out of here. That's disgusting. That's what it exactly. So I looked it up and, Unfortunately, Brian, I will say that Mitch is majority right on this. Only there's 57.3 million people in rural and 272 million people in urban areas. But on the flip side of that, but that's got to be counting suburbs. Oh, oh, just because don't get butt hurt because but, all you know your well, your statistics are wrong, that, Brian. Brian's. <laughs> Brian's analysis of the water is exactly the same, regardless if you're in city. It's actually worse in city, so you city no, we people have, should be more. No, we we shouldn't be that bad because we have we're, our our water is controlled by the city, and it's like they they put they pump all the the shit into it. Yeah, literally. Just to be clear, where do you think they get that water? <laughs> they get it 
They get it from. Where do you think they get it? They get it from rain. No, no. <laughs> the water that you flush down the toilet gets refiltered and put back. Treated with chemicals. Chemicals. Yes. And put back into your system. And then put back oh, that's gross. The, the incoming. Yeah. That's, that's so gross. Do you? I still. I'm going to have to look at those stats. Though. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I. I can't think it's that. That disparaging or that that much different like yeah whatever definitions they're using to determine who lives where it, it's got to be well i looked at they must be counting just like, because you guys surround yourself with people that live similar to you doesn't mean that's the majority i i hear you but i mean i mean Tens of thousands of people live in my community. More, I mean, like, well, you really can't base that argument because there's millions in his place. community. You know, I mean, sure. And I and I, and I grew up in New York sure, City, but, and it's far different right. than anything you guys talk about. And even even I grew up when I was growing up in West Virginia. When we moved to West Virginia, like Sean, like you and I, you know, we didn't experience the stuff you guys are talking about now. And the stuff that you and Brian are talking about are like. What are we referencing? Well, that's, I mean, that's things that we experience as. Yeah, as I didn't buy water from fathers. And, well, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Like, I, 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 are you I, talking about I, farm? I, I think it's cool. Yeah, and look, I, I think it's awesome. No, no, I'm not talking about the farm stuff. I'm talking about like the, like this water supply thing. I just don't like, and like a good example of this would be like well water, right? Like well water is very, I didn't know about well water when I moved to West Virginia because we had well water. And but I don't think the majority of people understand well water. I'm not saying we shouldn't I talk. I think they about. understand well water. It's just they. I think they understand the I concept. Mean, it's not hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I, think I, the majority I, of people are stupid? I'm not saying it's not a good conversation. All, the only thing I'm saying is that you guys have this mindset that the majority of people are like on your side of it and I disagree. I think the majority of people are no. on my side of it. We're like, Whoa, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Like, what does that mean? No, I think um, oh, no, that's the difference. I think the majority of people when I say, when I talk about well water, I think the majority of people could say, could understand and comprehend what I'm talking about. Like, like even if you grew up in New York, you still know what a well is like all the all the shows and the movies that you all the culture i didn't know what it, I, I did not know what well water was not to mention what are shut the fuck up mitch <laughs> you never saw a single fucking movie growing up where you know billy fell I down the well those movies i you know what I mean? or 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 they had to throw the bucket down well, into the well yeah, to but get I never put, fresh water you never saw that like i never put two and two times. together that people were drinking from that well <laughs> Okay, so I just thought people so fell down this well, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that thing?" And why are people falling down? Because you have no common sense. <laughs> well, the because you have no common sense, then that means the majority of the people in the world would have no idea what we're talking about. Like, because you right. can't figure this shit out. Just to be clear, the, the main topic that we had talked about was bottled water, not really well water. So, and yes, the majority right. of people in the world. Or in the U.S., I wouldn't say the world probably know about purchasing bottled water in the five gallon. No, I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. I think I think most people, eh, not everyone buys their water. I feel you know you know what's weird, it, dude. It's those dispensers are almost in every office space mm -hmm. that it 
exists. Yeah, but you know what's weird, Brian, is like some people are forced, and Sean, you know, some people are for- forced to like just drink their, because they can't afford to buy, you know, a five-gallon dispenser and five-gallon water bottle. And they're, they're forced to drink the city water and, and all this shit, you know? And that's where all the yeah, cancer the world, yeah. is coming from. I mean, the chemicals that they're putting into their bodies to treat this water is not healthy. It's not natural. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I... drinking chlorine. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, when I was in the Navy, um, we had to our water was contaminated in the ship. And I remember them ordering seven pallets of bleach and we had to dump seven pallets of bleach into our water system that we drank every day to, to cleanse and make sure it was drinkable water. That's crazy. So that goes to show you, I mean, you're drinking and that's exactly what they do. I mean, it's not Clorox, but even though it was when we dumped it in at that point in time, the city may not be using the household bleach you buy on the shelf but it's still chlorine they're dumping chlorine and a lot of other stuff into the system to try to make this drinkable and it's just not you know, you know what's weird to me is like now i'm sure new york is doing it more so than anywhere else in the world however you ask any new yorker like why their pizza is so good they always say oh it's it's the water Yeah. That's interesting to me. So, like, they're highly chlorinated so, water. Their their formula that they're doing for the city supply of water is what's making no. the pizza good. No, no. So the difference in that is that the water supply to New York City comes from natural springs in the mountains. All right. So the the mountainous regions north of New York City, they have aqueducts that pump in all of the water from the mountains to New York City. So when you're in New York City and you fill up a glass with tap water, it's foggy as shit. It's because that water is full of minerals. And you can actually watch I remember the, the fogginess I, and the I remember minerals you, you, dissipate. You, you, I would always pour the glass of water when I was a kid, <clears throat> and I would let it sit, yeah. and I wait, and, you wait. and I let it to clear mm-hmm. up, and then i drink it. Okay, so right. That's the- about sixty percent of New York's water comes from storm runoff and sewage. So forty percent comes from those aqueducts. Yeah, back in the day, it was coming from the aqueducts. Now, I mean, as the population grew, then they, I'm sure, started incorporating regular city water treatment facilities. Hence, the shittier pizza places in New York City. <laughs> No, that's because so, yeah. This is what so they also they get it from those aqueducts, and this is really a really disgusting fact. Twenty billion gallons of wa- of untreated raw sewage and basically from flooding from lack of the drainage gets pumped gets pushed into those aqueducts and it bypasses oh, dude, that's that the gross. treatment stations and so of the so sixty percent of the water gets treated through the treatment station of sewage, and then the other forty oh, percent of the water that they're pulling from the aqueduct oh, is literal just di- diluted shit. Ah, oh, dude, that is. You want to look at Houston. <laughs> no, well, I don't. I don't do anything with the water here. Like every, well, we do. We boil if we cook with it. We boil it so that usually when you boil water, it just takes out all the stuff anyway. 
It's like diluted water. It takes out some stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't take out like heavy metals and shit. Yeah, but like you would that. see that in the bottom of the pan, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Okay. So today's yeah. topics, guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Brett Bear uh, had a recent thing about aliens. Uh, so we're going to be ta- we're going to be covering that. We're going to be talking about how Abbott uh, shipped is wants to ship all the illegals to DC, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> And then I was going to talk about how Adam Schiff is just a weird looking motherfucker and a uh, creepy dude. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but let's, let's get into the first one, uh, which is, uh, Brett Baron and the aliens. And, uh, what's going to, I'm going to quickly play a video here, uh, where we can uh, see that, which I think this is pretty cool. Um, they say the truth is out there and it might be terrifying. A just-uncovered Defense Department summary of UFO-induced effects ranging from abduction and paralysis to electrical shocks and even sexual encounters is shocking the world tonight. The report, again, is from the Defense Department. But what does this all mean? How are we supposed to interpret it when talking about UFOs? Just starting this investigation, National Correspondent William Lajeunesse shows us tonight. Pilots tracking unidentified objects, balls of light suspended over the ocean, UFOs chasing warships, all part of a growing body of sightings of UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomena. Now comes something even more explosive, a 1,500-page Pentagon report of previously classified documents cataloging accounts from witnesses and victims claiming radiation burns, brain damage, even paralysis after close encounters with UAPs. They're slowly preparing us for their arrival. They say the truth is out there, and it might be terrifying. A just uncovered Defense Department summary of UFO-induced effects ranging from abduction and paralysis to electrical shocks and even sexual encounters no, I think the funny Shocking part is, is like, it's so like dramatic and everything that he said in the beginning and all the shit that they're showing, uh, it's not news. Everybody's known this for, <laughs> for a really long time. Like, like the, we've known for uh, about these encounters with U.S. military, you know, jets and, and naval ships. It's I, I thought it was common knowledge. I mean, like. This shit's been known for a long time in the abductions and uh, sexual probing and uh, electrocution and, and all all those things that are in this report. Like, okay, it, we've known. <laughs> it's what everybody, when it comes to aliens, it's all the shit that everybody's been talking about for fucking 50 yeah, years. Yeah, but it's always been labeled what? as conspiracy and, um, you know, it's... It's not like uh, fact, and now now it's starting to come out as fact, and not not conspiracy. <clears throat> yeah, I guess I don't know. I I thought all this stuff was pretty much already known and had already been released, especially the the clips that they show with the the fighter jets and what they're seeing and and the objects and all that. I, I've seen those stories repeatedly. I've, I've seen like freaking two hour long Rogan shows with, you know, ex freaking pilots and specialists and shit talking about all this stuff. 
Like, yeah, I no, I mean, just seems kind of weird. It seems kind of weird that they're coming out like and releasing this report now, like as if we didn't already know all this shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, it, I'm telling you, Brian, this is something that it's like everyone, it, I don't understand what the, they're, they're coming out. The news is saying this for a reason. This is what I think. I think the news is they're, they're ready for a big reveal. They're, they're, they're not always fact. They're always agenda, right? So they're, the news is agenda based. They have, they have an exactly. agenda. They're, they're leaking this very subtly. Uh, over the course of the last couple of years, even, and there's something big. There's gonna be a big reveal. They know what their agenda is. They have an end game to revealing this information to us. I'm just waiting to see what the end game is. I have a very, and I talked about it. I think I touched base on it in one of the episodes earlier. Um, I believe that this is gonna be like the maybe an antichrist type situation. I don't know. Maybe a little bit further, real far out there, but I think it could be the end times when aliens start coming down and start being known. Uh, hold on. Sean, are you there? Hey, Sean. I yeah, think you Sean, might have you muted your, your mic, mic, bud. Yeah. <laughs> right, Brian? He's like talking, and I'm like, I, I can't hear. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, me either. Yeah. 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 I had to let one. It looked like you were saying some really cool shit. I had to let one rip really, earlier. It Sean, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like man, uh, I, you had me checking my shit. I'm like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's a good way to fuck with us. But uh, but anyway, what 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 were you? <laughs> I disagree with you. I don't believe it's, you know, end times. There's billions and billions of possibilities out there of other planets with life on them. All right. Just because they make it to Earth or they have made it to Earth doesn't mean that it's the end. Just hear me out. There's a lot of yeah, people yeah. out there that believe. I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people out there that believe that aliens are actual demons. And these are demon reveals like uh like we we opened up a pathway or doorway to hell yeah those people are idiots <laughs> yeah sorry mitch yeah i mean come on oh dude like that is way more far-fetched than believing or or understanding what a well is <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's billions and billions and billions of of galaxies and and billions of planets within those galaxies. the The likelihood of of other life similar to ours not existing is almost like astronomically impossible. Like it it, it would it would be 
a statistical anomaly for there not to be some kind of life out there. But on the other hand, it's the opposite as far as contact. Like, it would be way more likely that it will never actually actually have contact with another species or alien species uh, that, that, you know, not to say that it can't happen or hasn't already happened. I'm just saying it's that that statistically is way less likely than the mirror. Okay, existence. so I, I, I've talked to you guys about this because I, I did watch a couple of videos uh, this week on the supersonic uh, missiles like that Russia has. And um, like, I think they go. Uh, I can't remember these. I, uh, don't quote me in the numbers, but it's like five times the speed of sound, I do believe. Um, didn't we have this conversation did, but, already? Uh, well, I'm going I'm to add a little bit to it. When they show the... They show... I mean, we all know what Russia's missiles look like, but then they start showing like other... This documentary we watch, it was showing what other missiles could potentially look like in the future. And dude, I swear to God, they look just like UFOs. Like the the missiles, um, look they're they're that shape of the UFO, and they 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 glide on the atmosphere. Um, like a, a, from the uh, it 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 was weird when you start talking about supersonic technology. It is seriously like next level alien technology shit. It is not something that we've ever seen before. Um, it, it's really, it's, it's impressive. And it, it looks to me like that when we figure out the super, like when we really nail this stuff down, that we will be able to build spaceships that look like UFOs and go into space uh, using these spaceships. Sure. And I, there is propulsion technology out there, but it's just not perfected to the point where they've been able to, actually well, use it to that I we think know that of they're able to use it i guess in a sense but to have somebody in like a controlled environment in the spaceship and be able to withstand the forces that are put on them just makes it unsurvivable and then the communication with the heat too they, they said there's a lot of heat that um you know the friction of the grab like you know of the atmosphere and everything there's a just like when a rocket ship comes back into the earth, there's a, but there's a tremendous amount of even more heat whenever you're riding kind of like with the purple. I, I, I'm not an engineer. I, I don't know all the details and specifics about it, but from just watching that quick documentary on it, I was like, man, this is some next level alien technology shit. And yeah, I think, I think that stuff like has to do with like, there there's like a magnetic field around the object that that kind of bends or warps the uh the space around the object and that removes by doing that it it removes the uh the same amount of, of normal atmospheric uh conditions that you you deal with what you that causes all the friction you know what i mean so it remove it, it, it reduces that friction and it makes it survivable and 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 less uh you know, less thermally, so less dangerous. How, how deep do you go, Brian? How deep do you go with the conspiracy of aliens? Like, do you, like, what's your, do you believe that people have been abducted? Um, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know that I believe that they've been abducted. Um, I don't 
I, I don't believe that they're demons <laughs> coming from hell. Um, if if they're here, I don't I don't think that would be the case. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's 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 possible that they're here and and have made contact with people. Do That's you think they have with the parents? And and that. That shit's unexplainable, man. There's a lot of shit that's unexplainable. And, you know, and they got those. It, what's really weird to me is that, is that they, uh, all these like archaeological sites where they, they say, you know, the, these cave drawings and, and these old, you know, artifacts point to, you know, lights in the sky and beings coming down and, and all those things. So if, if these people tens of thousands of years ago, didn't have the ability or the engineering capabilities to build something like the great pyramids and they were influenced by alien technology it wouldn't be documented they 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 it wouldn't be documented on a freaking cave somewhere or or the you know on the side of a building yeah i mean if they uh, possess so, that some, some if they possess that much technology they have the ability to erase their, their culture will, their culture will be way more advanced in all aspects. But they kind of were. I mean, I, I thought so. I mean, right? Like, the Egyptians were pretty advanced. I mean, they didn't have power. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. They didn't have cell phones. <laughs> I mean. So, because Steve Jobs wasn't around back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so... You know, probably one of the um, have, okay. Let me ask you this: Have you ever had? Have you ever yourself had an experience with aliens? I saw some shit that I couldn't. You know, I I just didn't understand. Uh, couldn't explain. What is it? But I what happened? Uh, triangles of lights in the sky that would cover distances of. You know, they would sit still turn and then move across the sky at extremely long distances and then just stop on a dime and it, i mean like that dude just it no technology that i know of exists that was would be uh, capable a, dr a drone of doing this. Uh, you know um, it was a drone no but i'm talking about covering distances like vast distances in like less than a second it's going from standing still not a drone i mean i'm talking about like I'm not talking about like 30, 50, 60 feet up in the air. I'm talking about like way up in the sky, like where a commercial airliner. They go be, that high, yeah, you know, at that kind of altitude. But then to 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 fly like literally probably dozens of miles across the sky in less than a second from standstill to that. Drones don't. Well, you have like this like really fucked up friend who's just trying to play tricks on you, and he has like two drones. He has like lights. Uh, he puts like one over here and one over there. <laughs> He's like, all right, turn the well, lights think, on that one. All right, now turn the lights on this. One. <laughs> I think Brian's yeah, but experience. Mitch Brian's experiences predates the drone activity. <laughs> what I was just getting ready to say is this happened when I was like, God, oh, gotcha. Well, okay, all right, but, or maybe ten, and my neighbors saw it. My yeah. you know, my family saw it. You know, everybody saw it and was like, "What the fuck." Is that shit going on? And it lasted for quite a while. And there were several objects. That's cool. That right, well, how about you, Sean? You ever had any uh, experience with aliens or UFOs or mm -hmm. whatever? 
Not one? No, I, no, no. Um, no, not at all. Really? But you believe. But you believe it? Mm -hmm. I had an experience. Um, I, I was real young. I was like probably, I would say eight years old, maybe seven. And uh, I woke up and I couldn't move. Like I was like, uh, I just, I was unable to move. I was like paralyzed, right? And uh, there were these beams of light, really small kind of beams of light. And they kept like, they kept like moving around my head. And then they were gone, and then I was able to get up again. Yeah, I mean, I I know lots of people who have experienced sleep paralysis. Yeah. It's it's a just, known phenomenon yeah. that happens. It's very just common. to be clear, you, you <laughs> failed their test. You weren't even good enough to be abducted. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing here, guys. Let's yeah. let's move on. <laughs> well, just think, Mitch. You didn't get to get anally probed, so you're going to be colon cancer free. I would say that. So I do believe that you know, when people yeah, were just to clarify, because Mitch earlier did say that um, if things go in your butt, then you got a higher rate of. Getting I didn't say colon that. Cancer, doctors say so. that. Yeah, you did. Well, yeah, no, I, I know, but you I said it. Paraphrase doctors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's the uptick. It's not from the anal sex. It's from the anal probing. Maybe. Maybe that could be it. <laughs> Bob. Yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> no, I really do think um I don't I don't I don't know if they exist or don't exist. I, I believe that they aliens do exist, but I am also recently under the impression that if they do exist, it probably is more of a demon based, uh, versus and well, how would you based. even begin to believe that Mitch? Well, I, okay. So again, I touched, I think I touched base on this last week, but after the men, after the, um, the Babylon working with Jack Parsons, Oisa Crowley and, um, uh, Alan Hubbard, after they did the Babylon working, which is back in 1945, 1946-ish, that's when Roswell happened. So R Roswell, all these alien sightings start to happen after they did that Babylon working project and they were trying to summon demons or do whatever their deal is. And then that's when all the alien stuff started to take place. <clears throat> okay, so how many eyewitnesses are part of this Babylon working project. How many articles that of of genuine people that have been part of this project? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. But roughly, roughly. I don't. I mean, I, I I'm not sure. Oh, I, I hundreds. The four. They're they're okay. So four people document. It, it was it was. Um, so so you got four people. Four people have wrote articles. Over tens of thousands of eyewitnesses of UFOs, and now you believe these four people that have written articles over the eyewitnesses. Well, th these are very influential people. I mean, these are very. Oh, that makes them really honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. no, I mean, you have a guy who is part of the Manhattan Project. You have a guy who wrote Dianetics, who's created Scientology and then you have the basically the guy who 
is behind the dark guy magic. who created Scientology. And the guy, you, are you listening to yourself? The guy who's behind dark magic, the guy who created Scientology. I mean, those are two of the worst references I've ever heard in my life. You might as well be like, hey, I heard it from the homeless guy down the road, and I'd have more faith in it. Hey, look, that's but isn't that the weird thing, right? Is it the guy who created Scientology is saying that there's he created a religion. That book, Dianetics, created a religion based on aliens when they were... In all honesty, they were trying to, if you look at that guy's past and his history, they were trying to resurrect demons. So now he's having people worship the aliens, which is worshiping the demons. But they don't worship the Scientology does. There's that guy that's like trapped Um, in Mars or whatever. They have like this guy that's like trapped in Mars or, right? He's like in cage or something. I can't believe... That you believe this? No idea what bitch. you're talking about. What? I can't even believe you're in this rabbit hole. I I am I I I'm you in the are. rabbit hole. Yeah, I am in a rabbit hole. But dude, it is very interesting. I find it inter- I think it's fun. I I think it's kind of fun. Well, to, finding like, it interesting you know? and fun <laughs> is it, it, finding it interesting and fun is way different than the phrase that you keep saying other than that, which is, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe and interesting and fun are two I different believe. things. Well, I'm not going to go do anything <laughs> weird. Yeah, I, but I do. But, you know? Yeah, go ahead. No. <laughs> Look, uh, I. <laughs> let's hear more. You believe those four people that wrote books, three of the references are the worst in the world. I don't even know what the fourth one is. It might even be. It was Jack Parsons. It was Jack Parsons' wife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So after we're done this whole recording, you need to listen to yourself. (laughs) Oh. And then we'll reassess this conversation. Look, all I'm saying is it's very interesting how after Babylon working, Roswell happened, and all of these sightings started to take place. So you're you're associating Roswell, which is a proven government installation for top secret you know research, to these people go crazy. That created Scientology, which is one of the worst religions out there to even believe in. And you're putting them together and say, this is what it is. Aliens or demons. Yeah. That's my, that's my, yeah, that's my thesis. A lot of, I mean, a lot of the, I've heard a lot of like heavily religious um, Christians of various, you know, uh, whether it be Catholicism or baptism, I've heard a lot of people that are very uh, religious from a Christian perspective who believe that aliens are demons. Um, That's not an uncommon thing. I've I've heard it a bunch. But I think that's a very shallow perspective of life in general. I, 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 I don't believe that, you know, I don't believe that to be factual what they're saying, but a lot of people do believe it. But it's not based upon this. No, this is my just talking about. Yeah, this, That's based on so deep religious. I look into this. So I, I think this is, this is why I. This is like 
if I were to, if I was fighting that point, this would be my fight for that point is like, Hey, look, they're demons because of this. And that's what well, that this would be fight my... is a heavyweight boxer against a four year old. <laughs> <laughs> that's your fight. There's, there's, there's also a lot of people that are very religious that believe that ghosts are demons in any manifestation of what we would describe to be as a as a ghost or or a spirit that physically manifests itself in, in any kind of way that those are demons also but they they're coming from a very deeply held religious perspective not L. do Ron you Hubbard. believe in ghosts yeah i do me i believe in spirits yeah i, I believe in apparitions believe in ghosts. yeah i mean if that's the word you want to use but yeah i, I believe that that spirits are energy and just because the physical goes away that 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 energy doesn't disappear energy it never is not dies. you know right it does, it's not created and or does it have die. you ever had a it, have you ever have you ever so, had an experience with ghost um i i've had an experience with what uh most people would define as 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 a demon um and every, pretty much everybody in my immediate family has had this same experience. I was and, here, Brian. Uh, guest. I was, was, visitors. Uh, you got to hear this one. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, it, it's, it's been going on since I was a kid. Um, my mother used to talk you about your this, what she described as a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. That she would wake up and your your sleep paralysis, kind of like that, where she's frozen and can't move, but she has these glowing red eyes, and this this being is on top of her, growling in her face. Um, we were like, "Yeah, okay, you know, we thought she was nuts." Um, but then I've experienced, I've seen the same thing. My wife has seen it. My sister has seen it. Um, we have had family members that traveled in from Hawaii or traveled from New York and were staying in my parents' house uh, for, you know, several days where they'd come and we never talked about this shit. And they'd come down in the morning and be like, something really, really weird happened last night. And they would all describe the same being that we have all seen at various times over the years. It, it's, it's, there is a phenomenon that's occurring in my parents' house because it started where I grew up and that same thing happens in the home that they live in now, which is, you know, 20 miles. So, what, so what, what's it totally do? Different does, it do does it do anything? And mostly you, you'll wake up in, in the middle of the night and it mostly just sits in the, in the room and, and stares at you. And then when you, when you would like realize that it's there, it'll, it'll growl. It'll, it'll make growling noises, but all you can see, all you can see are the eyes. And in a in a darkness, oh oh, dude, and it happened to my wife. I was I I got hammered up and I was I was passed out. Um, but it happened to her. She woke up in the middle of the night and she said the room was like freezing fucking cold, dude, like out of nowhere. And then when the thing left, the temperature of the room oh, came back up. Yeah, but it, like I said, it's happened <laughs> to so many people. That's pretty cool. Right, how about you, Sean? You have had any experience with a ghost? Yes, I have. I was here. Uh, when I was, I guess, 15, I was sleeping 
Can you ever wake up but just don't open your eyes? You're just like, oh, gotta like I gotta get up. You just kind of wake up. So I did that. I woke up. You know, I'm just laying there. You know, it was two o'clock in the morning probably, and I felt the covers slowly being dragged off of me. Um, so I've always been a really curious person when it comes to that stuff. I don't really get scared of that kind of thing. So I thought I I cracked my eyes just a little bit and I, and my windows were all closed, but the curtains were all blowing kind of like, like it was a heavy windstorm and my, the sheets were still getting pulled off of me. So I was thinking, well, let's see how far this goes. You know, I want to see how, if he, this thing can get the sheets completely off of me and see where it leads to. <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna get lucky tonight? You were, yeah, you were feeling yeah, lucky. Huh? Let's see where this goes. This is way better than rubbing one out. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, keep in man. mind when the, the sheets were being dragged, it was not fast. I mean, we're talking a quarter inch a minute. I mean, you you know you can feel the resistance of the sheet, but it's definitely not. <laughs> I was a getting fast really turned off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had a very, very gentle uh spiritual race. Yeah. Like the guy from the Family Guy, what's his name? That old man, Craig Meyer, or whatever. Oh no, the old man. Too weak to pull the sheet off. Oh man, I, I, so I keep going. Eventually, I get, eventually I got you know impatient, and I just I opened my eyes all the way, and you saw the curtains fall back down, and then that was it. Oh, man, you should you should have stuck with it, man. Uh, and it took forever. What about you know, right. I'm I'm about immediate gratification, <laughs> not waiting like an hour. Right. <laughs> yeah. Along with this, and was that the only one, or any more? No, that's the only one I couldn't explain. That, All the other ones. That's a very ghost. I've had other shit happen. Dude. That's a very I've Ghostbusterish story. It's almost like you watch Ghostbusters <laughs> one, and then you went to sleep. <laughs> It was great. It yeah, was it's... one of the coolest experiences. So I I had I had a pretty unique experience um as well. And uh mine was I was uh, I was texting my wife. Oh, well, not my wife, but my she was my girlfriend at the time. And and I went to sleep and and this is right after we went to Harper's Ferry. So and you guys know Harper's Ferry. We went we went into the graveyard in Harper's Ferry. And we were drunk as shit, and we were just causing a ruckus. I was cursing at fucking gravestones and shit, doing shit I wasn't supposed to be doing, you know? <laughs> just being himself. Yeah, just being myself, you know? And then I <laughs> and then I go... Did you, did you pee on no, anything? I don't... I don't I don't recall. I, I, I draw the, you draw the yeah, line. Yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't draw that line. No, line. Christine probably stopped him before he did it. Right. So anyway, so we're we're in Harper's Ferry. I'm like doing all this stupid shit. So I'm we, we're gonna bar hop in there and then we go into the grave the grave place the where the, the gravestones are and we're just hanging out the grave because we thought it was a cool thing to do. You know, Sean, we were always about that stuff, right? We would go to graveyards even when you and I were kids. You know, and uh, we're just fucking weird, man. We're just, we're looking for shit, you know, and 
anyway, I it's about a week after, and I'm sleeping, and uh, or I, f- I think I'm sleeping, and I hear a bunch of like footsteps outside uh, the house, and then um, I see uh, I, I kind of wake up, and I see uh, shadows, like just like shadowy people, like all around me, and um, and then all of a sudden my body. I could see myself sleeping and I was able to kind of like float around and I, my roommate was Brandon at the time. And, uh, anyway, like I felt like someone was kind of like holding me down, like, uh, like, like just holding me and like, but they're, I couldn't speak. I tried to scream, but I, I, I was only like mumbling, you know? And, uh, but anyway, I knew what Brandon was watching. And the next day, I even said, hey, Brandon, were you watching this last night? And he's like, yeah. He's like, how did you know I was watching that? It was like it was something bizarre. He was like watching like Gilligan's Island or something. It was like something like not something that he watched all the time. It was like, <laughs> he like found something on PlayStation, but he was like watching that episode of Gilligan's Island or something. And uh, so I was able to actually witness what he was watching when I was floating outside my body. And I went back. But the strangest thing about the whole thing is when I woke up and came to, I got a text message from nobody. It was no number. It was an unread message. from. It didn't say anything. And it was just a random text message from no number and no text. And oh. that was the weirdest thing. That, that's probably the strangest experience I've ever had with a, a ghostly experience. <laughs> no comments, sorry. <laughs> It sounds cool. No, it, it sounds you. It, yeah, but it sounds a lot like that sleep paralysis similar thing. I mean, I've I've had that where I wake up and can't move, and I've had it where I've I've woken up. Um, I forget where I was staying, but I wasn't at home, and I was sleeping in an unfamiliar place. And uh, I woke up. I I, I I was dreaming that I was levitating up towards the the far corner of the room. And I was like getting higher up and I'd come back down and I'd get higher up. And I was, I was like gradually being able to get closer and closer and higher and higher. And, uh, I don't know why I was aiming for that, that top right corner of the room, but then I woke up and I swear to shit. I mean, no lie. I woke up and I literally fell. I physically felt my body fall. I fell and landed on the bed that I was sleeping in. Hmm. That's crazy. Like, uh, and I was, I was wide. I was awake, like totally awake. And I literally felt myself fall at probably at least a foot or more. And I literally landed on the bed and bounced. <clears throat> that was, yeah, crazy sounds crazy. you know, I just thought this is kind of random, but no, it'd be a good name for a podcast. The, the one uppers, wouldn't that be good? That'd be pretty funny. Like, like we we constantly try to one up each other. On, on a, <laughs> I'm no, not no, trying to one up anybody. I know you're not. But yeah, I, I think that's really what he was trying to imply. <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Way to one up us. Soon as we got talking, this yeah, this concept popped in <laughs> your head. Like, Keep going. I got one more. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was a competition. But if you want to play that game, I can go. <laughs> One time, this ghost. (laughs) 
I had three ghosts. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that a ghostly experience. That was just fucking weird, well, man. I watched. I remember. You know, I, just I watched a documentary on um on on like a sleep paralysis, and there is really crazy. I mean, scientists really don't even know what goes on uh, during it. I mean, they've 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 done. They put people in like these fucking pods, and they monitor like their their brain waves and all this shit. And but they do know. I mean, they know that the amount of DMT that your your body creates and that um, re- really kicks into high gear when you're in in a full deep sleep. So like all these crazy things, you know, people that that claim you know that take DMT claim that this fucking crazy shit happens when they're on it. You're your body naturally creates that shit. And they say when you're sleeping, you're you're in high gear and you're you're pumping that shit out. So I mean, for these types of things to happen and you actually mentally and physically experience them, whether they're real or not, who knows? But it, it totally makes sense that people would have these these weird occurrences. Well, hey, know? and did you know this? Did you know that the um the they recently discovered eh, within the last like decade, they recently discovered that the your brain fu- still functions after your heart stops. <clears throat> so it's not until yeah. you're, I mean, that's, it's electrical yeah. impulses. I mean, you ever cut the head off a snake and watched it flop around or a chicken and watch it run around. I mean, well, I mean, I it, well, that's yeah, why that's... they say like when people see like a, like they pronounce you dead when your heart stops, right? They don't pronounce you dead when your brain stops. So for these people right. to come back and say, man, I saw a bright light or I saw this or I saw that, your brain is still working even though they pronounce you dead. So it's... I yeah, the weird thing, though, is like the... That. I mean, I just... The com- the weird thing, though, is the commonality of the things that people see. Is that, you know what I mean? That people have gone through... Well, hold, hold, hold on. Sean just said something profound there, Brian. We got to... <laughs> We gotta, we gotta go back oh, to that say? one real quick. Uh, so Sean's like, I didn't have anything like that. So Sean was pronounced dead apparently at one point in time. So Sean, talk, talk to us about that experience. <laughs> well, I remember just before, um, and I remember waking up like a day later, but I don't remember. I mean, I remember seconds before. But I don't remember you telling me. When, there's, when, what, there's no. How old were you? Twelve. What happened? You were twelve, dude. We were. Were we friends at that time? Did you fall down the well? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had an allergic reaction to an anesthesia. Uh, oh fuck! Yeah, I went to cardiac arrest like four times. Holy shit! Um, yeah, that's why I have heart problems now. That's why I refuse to vaccinate. Just to be clear. Well, no, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> but I'm I remember you. just, just before I remember waking up from the middle of my surgery. I, I remember yanking the tube out of my throat and my IVs out. And that's when I, that's when I went. I just fell back down and that was it. But then I remember waking up a day or two later. So you don't, you don't recall seeing anything or. Or no, nothing. Just, just it, it, to me, I mean, and this could be different for everybody. It's like a deep sleep with no dreams. I mean, death is there's no emotion to it. It's just death. So it's 
it comes for us all, man. That's kind of that's kind of been my belief for a long time too, right? Is and I I'm a believer now. I I believe in uh, Yahusha, and um, you know he's my savior, and that's 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 where I am, you know, which is Jesus, but the Hebrew name for Jesus is Yahusha. Um, yeah, so, uh, but <laughs> my my belief in a past. You know, was that that when you die, it's kind of like turning off the TV screen or shutting down the computer. You know, it's just uh, it's it's just blackness. There's no uh, there's nothing. It's just nothing. That's how I experienced it. Did you did you officially die or just uh? Well, I flatlined like five times. So I guess they didn't pronounce me dead. But because they were able yeah. to resuscitate you, yeah. Stuff. So then I flatlined, and they pumped me with this stuff that they didn't realize I was allergic to. Then I went to cardiac arrest, and they pumped me with this other stuff that you know I was allergic to. Then I went back down, and then it was like, I, I don't know. And Brian, I don't know if that's a bad thing, a sad thing, or a, I mean, or a good thing, you know. I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you there's know, nothing. Like, uh, uh, oh, I mean, here's the thing, and I don't either. But what I always, what I really believe is that, and, and a lot of you know atheists or agnostic people think that you know believers are stupid or whatever. Um, but, dude, I'd rather I'd rather believe something stupid, you know, if, even if it's not real, because because a lot of good comes from that belief. A lot, a lot mm-hmm. of good in this world comes from it. So I think that if it, it's it's a it's a guiding way of, of living. And although I fail fucking constantly, um, but at least you, you have that, that grounding principles. And I think it leads to a better life. And, and if, and if there's nothing when you're gone, well, you're not going to give a fuck anyway. Cause you know, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause there's nothing, but if, so if you're yeah. wrong, who gives a fuck, but if you're, but if you're right, then cool. I mean, there may but be you something know, cool. Well, I do think there's something cool, but just not in the sense that everybody, portrays it as it's not like you yourself are going to be in this heaven it's your your essence your soul your energy that's that's right and, and I, that's what goes through yeah and i really think you know with all these sightings and experiences that people have with with the paranormal um i don't think it's demons because i've experienced things on a spiritual level in a very positive way that i mean were life-altering um experiences that it, it, you just can't explain, but the amount of of goodness and love that that came out of that experience. Um, See, this is where like this is where dude, like, me, it, 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 it's like, totally Brian, worthwhile. Brian Brian has this view of the world. Just to what the audience know, Brian has like this view of the world that like we live in like some kind of like Candyland um, perspective. I have the view of the world. The fuck I, are you I have this about, view of the world bitch. that we live in like Gotham City. <laughs> no, I think people, generally speaking, are fucking terrible, selfish, fucking pieces of shit, and they do terrible things to other people. And I'm one of those people included. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I don't. I don't claim to be fucking better than anybody. I'm. A, I do shitty stuff all the time. Sometimes you don't even realize you're doing shitty stuff. Now, when I'm when I'm aware of it, I try not to be a shitty person. But at the end of the day, with relationships, with family, and the, all the shit that happens over the years, you know, sometimes you 
you do shitty things. And I, I think everybody is flawed and, and those flaws come out. Some people do better than others and some people make a conscious effort where other people just don't give a fuck about anything but themselves. Hey, Brian, keep going on that rant. You know? I'm going to use the restroom. <laughs> yeah, you are. I knew that was coming. But you know, you know what I'm saying, Sean. Like, there's a lot of really fucked up shitty people in the world. And I think just, but generally speaking, having a little bit of, of belief in, in something greater than yourself in your life can be a, a guiding thing that results in good Absolutely. as opposed to nothing but shittiness, you know? I believe that, you know, religion needed to be for the purpose of just people being good. And I'm not saying that people wouldn't be good if they didn't have something to, you know, fear like hell or anything like that. But I'm just saying that it, it just, it's a, a guide for, you know, how to be a good person. It is. And when you look at children, all right, children, even though they don't have the mental capacity because they're not fully developed yet, you see instincts in human beings. And we're, we're animals like, you know, every other animal, we have natural instincts. Part of our natural instincts for children that you'll see, not only even, I think it starts to show very at a very young age before you could even teach them any any kind of moral or guiding concept is children can be very generous and, and you know and very sh you know sharing and they want to they want to if they think something's awesome they want you to experience that awesome thing that they're experiencing um even though they can't comprehend it mm -hmm. you know what i mean and they naturally do that but at the same time children are also instinctively violent and selfish um, they have all of the same characteristics that we have uh, uh, adults and behaviors that we as adults have, but they're in their just most, you know, basic primitive. Uh, it, yeah, it's, you know, and so there, there is a lot of built in goodness and a lot of built in shittiness about human beings. That, that's just natural. And to, to think that, that religion is bullshit and that, you know, all the, the morality of Western culture that exists comes from a religious. So foundation. I have a whole different perspective on all of that, Brian. And uh, I've never really announced this, but uh, I don't really, I believe that God exists. I absolutely do. I do not believe in the word of the bible no yeah I'm i do not believe that i need to go to an institution to worship him to be able to go to heaven i do not believe in nope, the, the concept of you know how their version of heaven and hell is i i just I, not even close. I'm not even on that plane. I'm with you, dude. I just believe in... I don't take anything literally. Know, I believe in being a good person. And, you know... So, I, I think there is some truth, but it's been misconstrued by the touch of man, and the, it's just... Oh, yeah. That's what I don't believe. Because yeah, once... Yeah, once man gets involved, they... they corruption sets in or or other influences set in because we're we're flawed but i think the general premises some of the general premises of the good things 
what if they were inspired the concepts if they were inspired by a you know a a, a power greater than ourselves then even if the what they wrote down the words that they wrote down and, and the stories and all that shit is bullshit and you know it's not to be taken literal and a lot of it's metaphorical and all that stuff you know that's fine um because I, I would never be one of those hardcore people that just that believes everything the bible says no i think i, I believe in the in the good guiding principles of, of absolutely living a, have you ever tried to read the bible the concept that's is there pretty much have you guys ever tried to read the bible before i've tried uh, I, i've never sat down with the intent of reading the, the whole tried? thing from front to back tries. but i mean I've, I've tried but it's hard especially it's really tough it is but dude but here's the thing my, my mother used to say something when we were kids and you'd be going through a really hard time and uh it's it's cheesy but she's like if you ever find yourself in a you know a really bad situation and you're looking for some kind of answer you just don't know what to do she's like i'm telling you just open up the bible randomly pick any page you want to it doesn't have to be anything specific but just open it up and start reading it and you'll you'll find my, an answer my, my luck and, i'll open up like the in genesis where it's like and he was the son of this and the son of this and the son of this and i'm like oh, yeah, this means <laughs> who are these people <laughs> uh, yeah that's, that's, i mean when i read the old testament it's all it is it's like they keep referencing all these people i have no clue who the fuck they are yeah <laughs> the family yeah, lineage, lineages, lineages, yeah. you know um maybe yeah. maybe you're supposed to read that but guy yeah, family is important <laughs> it's important to know the name of my great 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 grandfather. I, sh I should know that shit. <laughs> right. So. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't I don't know any of that stuff. I've we stopped going to church when I was like eleven, I think, or twelve, because we were Catholic and we we saw how fucking corrupt wow, that church so was corrupt. and. It was it was just it was, it was uh, bad, dude. And at, on at the local level, we oh, yeah. experienced it. So you know? when I was a we kid, like, I went that, to church with Mitch <laughs> and his family, and it was a Catholic church. And it was like Satan walked into that church when I walked in there. <laughs> they gave me the evilest looks, and I just because I didn't know what to do in the Catholic church, I didn't know like the motions or anything. And because of that, I, I was <laughs> basically scum. I mean. You didn't know like what you're supposed to say. When they were passing out the bread, I just did this. I did this. You can't do that. Give me that bread. Give me that bread. Yeah, I want some of that. Yeah, give me a cast of that wine over there. That looks delicious. So why judge me from why judge me from this to this? What's the purpose of that? No, you gotta do this. It's two hands. Or they and then you open it up like this. What does it matter? What does it matter? I don't know. It's so it's heavy. The, you need two hands. It's, it's just the, <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the stupidness of it's, it's the liturgy and, and the practices, like the kneeling and the standing and the kneeling and the standing and the freaking and the the words that you have to learn to recite back when yeah, certain no, things are said. No. I mean, it's just it's it's control. It's That's what I'm not. Oh, but right. here's the thing. Your heathen ass had no business eating the fucking bread. Though, I can tell you that. Well, the fucking bread was stale anyway, so. <laughs> but you know what I like? They make these uh, these wafers that just taste just like the communion bread, and they have like little like um, they have like little sprinkles inside. Oh, they're so good. So I, 
And you know the awesome thing about it is that to receive communion, you're supposed to be confirmed, right? Right. And I don't I, know if yeah, you know I was confirmed. Yeah, called. yeah. But okay, so I because we quit going to the church when I was still in CCD, um, I never had my confirmation. I never had my first com my first communion either. Um, so as a firm believer that I am, it's awesome when I have to go to mass and they they do communion. I'm, I'm not like, confirmed. <laughs> I, I don't. Everybody's like, you're gonna Damn. go up, and I'm like, no, I can't go up. I'm not allowed to <laughs> enjoy your stale fucking wafer. I'm like, I got the perfect you know, out, man. I don't have. Does Amazon sell Does Amazon sell the wafers? I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna look. You guys, guys talk. I'm I wonder if the priest is sitting, you know, at his house the next day, like, oh man, we're, you know, we're running a little high on communion bread. He's like dipping it in his chili and like <laughs> eating it and just trying to get it down. <laughs> I'm gonna see if they right. sell it. I like, I like the tea. I'm sure, I'm sure they sell communion bread. It doesn't. It's not just delivered from God. <laughs> Oh no, they they manufacture it and Dude, you can get it. It's um it's 12 bucks and you get 50 of them. That's awesome. Yeah, but is it blessed by a priest? <laughs> Made of pure wheat flour and water. Like cuz kosher meals that you know that are sold are supposedly they're supposedly blessed by what a rabbi. Yeah, right? that's what I, that's what I thought, but that's not that's not real. I asked my friend Blake that, no, that he's is, Jewish. Oh, no, it's not. No, no, that is real. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I I know. I it absolutely is real. Kosher. So you think these manufacturing companies have so, a, a rabbi on staff who just who blesses? I've each, looked into you know, doing kosher cows or kosher beef, kosher you know goats, things like that in the process to get them labeled as kosher. And you, not only is it like blessed, but they have to inspect their or internal organs for for any imperfections i mean it is a pretty no it it, it strict process what what, what to, i'm looking it up right now what, what 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 kosher means is that it meets the dietary um needs of jewish people like uh, they they have like a certain belief of what should be in the meats and whatever and it fits those needs for jewish people that's what kosher doesn't mean that it was physically blessed by or spiritually blessed by a rabbi. It just means that it fits those needs for Jewish people. That that okay. So why why can you not have like your kosher meat uh -huh. or kosher food have to be has to be in a separate refrigerator than regular. Is it not even allowed to be in the range of non-kosher food? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know the answer to that one. Uh, all, I, all I know is that that that's what kosher means, though. From just my quick research, I mean, and from what I've been told, it, it, it's it just meets the dietary needs of Jewish people. It's not. It's not blessed by a rabbi. It's just meets the dietary needs of their religion now well, i know that i can't send my kosher meat or i can't send my meat to a regular butcher and deem it kosher it has to be a kosher butcher i think it's a little more strict than you're 
you're relaying the, what I'm implying. Yeah, it, it, it may it may be, but but I I just don't think it has to be blessed by a physical rabbi. Now I will I will say this, guys. Look, that in the Bible, uh, the as far as I've read, the Jewish people are God's favored people, right? The huh? chosen ones. Yeah, they are. They 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 are They're the chosen, the chosen ones. ones. So. Uh, so they their religion really gets a lot of it right. If if you are to believe that route, right? If you were to believe in a religion at all, I believe that the Jewish people are probably the the ones to believe the most because they are the they are the chosen ones by God. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, okay. it, give me a break. You're better than Mitch, me. Do you, do you know what the Torah <laughs> is? Yeah, I know what the Torah is. Be, yeah. just be, so they are at a basis separating based on, you know, they're segregating in a sense. Like just, you know, you can never be as good as a Jew. That's very true. It, that is true. That in uh, That's so stupid. In I mean, God, that, yeah. that in its basis is why I don't, the Bible is just tarnished. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. That no matter what I do in life, the Jew over here or the Jewish guy, you'll never be a Jew. He's he's completely fine. He's always going to be above me because he's God's favorite person. That's right. That is true. They yeah. are the chosen ones. Yeah. What? And that's why he gets to be a, a money grubbing <laughs> shekel loving. You know, hey, I want to turn this into like an anti-Semitism, right? I, I don't believe that one bit. I think it's all <laughs> just. I'm kidding. I'm making a joke, by the way. I don't believe that about Jewish people, even though the stereotype's kind of funny. Yeah. It's true. I don't believe it at all. Look, they. That is it, though. I mean, it, it, it is true. It is. And it's not true. <laughs> you can say as much as you want. It's not true. Well, just because it's written down, I'm just, it doesn't mean it's I, true. I know. I'm just saying in the eyes of the Bible, like it. But this is what they don't teach you in Bible school and stuff like that. But they, this is what it's. It, it's actually in the Bible that they are his favored people. But anyway, I read something called the Eth Sefer, and I think that if you are interested in reading the Bible, I think you should check out that book because that book is a direct translation um, of the of the Bible, Hebrew to Bible. And and if it doesn't have a word in English, it just gives you the Hebrew word, and then it, you have to go look it up in Hebrew what that word means, which is pretty cool. Well, yeah, and then you're actually yeah, then you actually, Yeah, exactly. So I think, I don't know, I think... Um, I think if people, and, but the, the the reality is, Brian, no one reads the fucking Bible. Everyone just goes to church. They hear the same story day after day or week after week. They have like a, a church. If you go in church like year after year, every single Sunday, you're you're gonna get some repeated, um, you know, repeated. Uh, what do they call them? What the fuck do they call them? Uh, sermons. Yeah, you get some repeated sermons in there. You know the same. You're gonna hear the same shit over and over again. They they stick to the same books that they know. It's almost like going to see a comedian that does the same sketch over and over again. Uh, priests are and pastors are no different. You know they they practice their sermon. They're pra- and then they they're they're on repeat. I don't know. I, I I think I've seen some that 
it seems like they're genuinely and usually they're younger you know and they, they genuinely like go out of their way to try and come up with something creative or new or a different perspective um to make it interesting um and i've met people that actually do read the bible mitch i mean those people do exist <laughs> and it's not because i'm some fucking hick who lives out in the middle of nowhere and only only people like me and sean know other people who read the bible <laughs> Uh, no, I, I would I would agree with there. I, I I know people read the Bible too. I, I don't think it's I don't think that's a uh, I, I don't think that's a uh, an unheard of thing where people actually read it. Yeah, dude, and and silly or not, um, you know, obviously it's not right to use faith as a crutch. But dude, if you're in a bad spot or in a bad bad way, um, there's there's good that can come from it. And and even if you're fooling yourself or it's fucking bullshit who cares man if it helps you out it helps you out you know what i mean it helps you get through a, a tough time leaning on on your your faith a little bit um can you imagine you know I've, can you imagine had... if we all three wrote like a bible it, it, <laughs> it would just it would it would just drive people to the worst parts of their of, of like <laughs> like if the three of us like created our own version of like a bible people would be getting like wasted and like drunk all the time and fucking Killed each other. They do that yeah, in the Bible. They'd be like the Bible. Yeah, they do that in the like Bible the too. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be some motivation in there. There'd be some good stuff, some bad stuff. Yeah. Be, so what you're good. saying is dudes just like us wrote the Bible. <laughs> and they much. were Jewish. So they were like, you know what? We're the favorite. Pretty <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, when you die, there's just complete blackness, no hope. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> In our new religion, the the Catholics right. are the chosen ones. <laughs> no way. Oh no. No way. They're the That's ones the who beginning are, of the end. Yeah, yeah they're, they're the enemy. <laughs> Dude, I went to Catholic school, and it was. It was so weird. Um, like the altar boys, like I knew guys that were the altar boys. I was friends with one of them. And um, does he have colon cancer? <laughs> he probably does now. <laughs> Dude, like it changed that kid, man. Like he was cool. He was like, but when he became an altar boy, he became secluded. He was like, it wasn't the act of being. No, it was the act of the priest raping him, probably. <laughs> oh my god! That what, well, dude? His change in behavior sounds more like a typical change in behavior that would be associated with something like that, as opposed to just being a uh, religious. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is yeah, the the priests are weird. They they, you know, they I think I. Do you guys? Uh, there's a there's a, a good movie out there. It's called um, uh, uh, Spotlight. I think it's called Spotlight. Uh, it's about the research and development into the Catholic Church about how they would they would um, move priests after a priest was found out to be having sexual relations with their altar boys. They would pick that priest and they would move him to a different city 
And they, they yeah. in the Catholic Church was known to do this, right? And they gathered all yeah. of this evidence, right? There's a ton of evidence. Like, it was completely exposing the Catholic Church. Right, right when the... When did you huh? see this movie? When did you ago? see this movie? Why, when did you see it? Okay. I never saw the movie. I didn't need to. Oh. Everybody's known this for a long time. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a good movie. Michael Keaton's in it. He's awesome. Uh, so, but um, right when the article was about to be published, fucking 9-11 happened. Oh, I completely washed away. Mitch. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got completely washed away in uh, all the articles because 9-11. Yeah, but everybody already knew this. Well, I mean, I won't say everybody, but I mean, pretty much. I mean, Catholics no, knew it. We yeah, I mean, we've known it for That's really why I don't time. believe in the um the whole uh, priest shouldn't have sex or be married. Uh, what's that called? Oh yeah, that's monogamy. that's yeah. talk. Is that what it is? No, not monogamy. That's when you only have oh, sex yeah. with one person. Well, they are. <laughs> Just it happens to be a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Primal Fear was another good example with Richard Gere. Remember that, that priest was, was uh, that was a good movie too. And then that that priest was doing all that, that was fictional, but that but it was somewhat true. What about the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, and uh, what's her name? You never saw that one. That. Who's Philip C. Like, C. Hoffman? Who's that? Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman. Uh. He was in Boogie Nights. He played, uh, he voiced the freaking kid who turned into a bad guy in The uh, Incredibles. He was in shit tons of movies. Blonde haired dude died from a heroin overdose. Yeah, you, you make the worst. Like that that like was the worst. Academy Award that winning was actor. The, he was in fucking shit was tons of movies. That was the worst example Mitch. of someone I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, I. Mitch. You. Google Google that name and tell me you don't know who the fuck this he was guy in is. Twister. If you don't know who he is, oh, is Twister. worse than me. Yeah, he was in Twister. Oh, so you know you know the okay. Oh, he was the the guy in Hunger Games. Um, yeah, what's his name? What are you guys talking about? I know Twister, dude. He was the gay guy in Boogie Nights. And there's you know, so Boogie Nights. Brian. You, Brian, you know what? what? I, no, I, I tell you what. You know, what I did watch for the first time this week. Uh, the Big Lebowski. You watched for the first, for the time. first time. I've never seen it. Congratulations, man! It wasn't that good. I, I was, I was disappointed. Okay. Did you like it? Whatever. I fucking love it, that it, movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Every time, if it, if it's on, I'm not. I don't go. I've seen it so many times. I don't go out of my way to watch it. But if it's on, dude, I'm. I'm not going to change the channel. Well, okay, what 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 do you like about that movie? I like the characters. I like the actors. I mean, I, I like, like the, okay, the dude. Writing. I like the actors too. John Goodman, amazing. But dude, that yeah, cast, the cast is, is amazing. Awesome. Jeff John Goodman, Jeff Bridges. Okay, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in that movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman was he the, was, was he movie. the uh, old guy? He was the old guy's assistant. Uh yeah, I know him. Okay, I know I know who he is. I don't I don't I don't recall that guy in any other movies. That's weird. 
Yeah, look up his IMDb and you'll be like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh My daughter and I watched the Halo series up to this point and the Moon Knight series last night. Oh, what do you think of what do you think of Halo? It was really nostalgic. It was kind of cool. Right, you liked, I liked it? it a lot. Yeah. Now, do I don't know like how it's going to be after season one because usually that's where they always fall off. They'll make season one amazing and then they'll turn it into a soap opera. But what do you what do you, th- you think of Moon Knight? <sighs> it's scattered right now. I don't like I don't like how they okay. So Disney has this thing and all all companies have this thing right where it's like if you don't want to show blood and guts. Let's just make it like an animal or or like some kind of weird alien looking thing, and that's what they're doing with Moon Knight. And I, I'm like, dude, just show it as a fucking human, and have him beat the fuck out of a human. Like that. That's what people want to see. People don't want to see beating some unrealistic thing. No, no one wants to go to movies and watch some unrealistic monster being shot or killed. We want to go watch people that are bad being killed. Yeah, I know this is I know this is probably terrible of me as a father, but even my my daughter was getting very impatient along with me about the guy just being so weak. I mean, he's just he he's yet to transition into what's known as the Moon Knight, and she was like, "This guy needs to stop being a pussy." <laughs> like, I know, I know. That's like, what makes your daughter cool. In. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't make me cool as a father. <laughs> No, it does. I think it does. Yeah, it does. Does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Brian, you said the coolest. You know, I I revert back. I even quote you a lot of times. um, Just in normal life, I said, you said on this podcast, you said um, how you you raise your kid to be cool. That's what you said, and that stuck with me. And uh, and it is a very true statement. And uh, this week, I was driving my daughter to um, school. And I'm fucking blasting. I saw your, I saw your post. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blasting old school, not not the fucking new bullshit that they, they put out. Old school punk right. AFI. Um, I think it was Rise of the Phoenix, and she's like sitting there, she's like jamming. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, yeah. this kid is awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's gonna be a cool kid. And uh, yeah, I got dude. I had a video with my kid in her car seat. Going ape shit to a fucking Pantera song. Yeah, it was it's awesome, great. Man. You know what I mean? And you, you do that, and you're like, man, yeah. okay, yeah, you're you're gonna be fine. <laughs> you're gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. She's getting Mitch's approval, which is mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now my kid has no foundation in religion because she thinks it's weird and has always thought it was weird and doesn't believe in that shit. But um, but she's still cool. And I think she tries dude, to be my, a good person. Yeah, like, you, you see, see it. it. Yeah, dude, you know? kids in general are good people, man. And, um, okay, oh, one thing we'll talk about. It's not even on a fucking topic or anything, but I think we should talk about it. Joe Rogan mentioned it, and he got some. He got a lot of shit for it, which I don't think he should have. He was saying that his daughter um, is going to school, and they're teaching her how to be how to not be racist, right? It's like that whole anti-racist bullshit, right? But when he raised her as kid, he never taught her anything racist. He never said the N word. He never, you know, he never did anything to promote racial racial baggage on any other color or whatever. So when she's getting all this inf- this new information, she's like, "What are you guys even talking? I don't even know what you're. You almost have to explain what racism is to me." 
before it can understand how to not be racist. Cause I don't even know what this is even talking about. And that was from the eyes of, of right. his kid. And that's going to be with the eyes of my kid as well, you know, and all other f- probably future kids of good people, because we don't t- teach racism. Like here's, the, like here's the thing, man. I don't teach racism. Um, Cause I don't think I, I'm racist, but what I did with my kid and maybe I'm a bad person, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um, her, she has friends of every spectrum you can think of, right? She's never judged anybody by appearance um, at, in any way whatsoever. But I still taught her racial stereotypes. So, because it's funny and she can make jokes and I can make jokes and not have my kid looking at me like I'm some kind of racist asshole just because I like, you know, to tell a freaking. A, a funny joke based upon somebody's physical appearance. You know, I think there's room for that. G- give me an example. In the world and... uh, uh, give me an example. Hmm. <laughs> Sean's like, do no, mean? don't go there. <laughs> give me, give me an example. Are you yeah. serious? You, you don't need me to give you an example. You're trying to fucking no, I'm not go, trying to you. go to you because Everybody knows there's Give fucking me. black jokes. Everybody knows that well, there's Irish you're, you're, jokes. You're Everybody teaching knows your kid. You're teaching Asian your kid joke. this. So give me an example of what you're teaching your kid. Give me. Give me. You have to have an. Ex- I'm not teaching my kid anything. You just told she's 20. Well, when well, when she was growing up, you, you're telling me that you you taught her. I think this is a fair question. You're telling me that you taught her racial mm-hmm. jokes, right? So give me an example. I didn't teach her jokes, no. But I, when I would, because she was getting all this this racially biased and and you know shit at school um and she was getting the 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 agenda of the educational system you know what i mean of creating all these woke freaking leftists so i didn't want my kid to be that way so like if I don't know if stereotypes. I heard a rap song. She's listening to rap. He says, give me, yeah. give me an example of the racist right. stereotype that you taught your kid. Uh, I didn't teach my kid. The, I, that's a poor way of, of doing it. It's that when things would come up in culture or in our interactions, then I w- would give her my perspective on give the me, situation. Can you give me an that's example? I, I don't know what you're talking. I really don't. Okay. So like if she's listening to rap, and every other word is about sexual assault, killing people, drug use, those types of things. Um, you know, that is that that is a very small culture and but it has almost developed for some people into a stereotype, you know, coming from like from when we were growing up, when when that culture became mainstream um then the rap the rap culture it almost, it, it, yeah it almost it almost like the bitches like, money and created a stereotype bitches hoes it's all about bitches and hoes and money so i would you know i rag on these guys basically saying how fucking stupid they are you know what i mean um because that's not reality that's uh, unfortunately it is a reality for a lot of people's lives but you know that when her and her friends are you know, making that dive in, into the into that culture of of 
<laughs> you are, you, you know, are, hard, you are stepping on eggshells, my rap. friend. He's back treading. <laughs> he's like, I'm just trying to find a good like way a to explain it. <laughs> I am not backpedaling like a motherfucker. No, I'm saying that. Uh, I don't know I'm what saying I, that I, I would make I meant fun to say of those was, fucking people all equal. and call them I would make fun of those people calling it, idiots it went, and make jokes about it went from, when it Yeah, was, I'll, I tell her racist jokes on, you know, multiple reasons. They're like, well, it's, you know, vaguely nothing, around nothing. that music. In fact, I, I tell her. I tell, you asked for an example. What so I tell her I, is I, I tell to her to respect everyone mutually. Everyone's the same. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And, and they're not. Stereotypes <laughs> exist for a reason. Let me retract my statement. Can I plead the fifth? Uh, is that a possibility over here? Uh, can I? Hey, that was a that was a textbook backpedal. Just to be clear, no, it was not. It was not. I was trying to think of an example. But if you if you want a better example, okay, here's one. Mitchell love oh this God. one. I don't know. Is there a stereotype when it comes to fucking to? Um, Asians and bad driving. I tell my wife, she, my wife is a terrible driver. I tell her that all the time. Okay. <laughs> all right. So when I'm driving down the road and some really stupid fucking bullshit is happening and just coincidentally, many times it's an Asian driver, I'll make a joke. You know what I mean? And I do it in front of my kid. And if and you I watch, okay. if you watch if, like Taiwanese news, okay, which is crazy to me, by the way, because my, my parents are Taiwanese, my, my in-laws are Taiwanese, my parents, right? They're Taiwanese, and um, they watch. They have satellite, and they watch the Taiwan news. And dude, first off, way more advanced than U.S. news. Okay, they in Taiwan, there is a camera everywhere. They can pinpoint what's going on, and it's weird. The news has like access to all of these cameras too. The news is like then he drove here, and then in this corner it was here, and then he was here, and I'm like. And you're following this guy in real time, and you're like, why, Miss? You know that we have that in the U.S. But they don't, they don't it, display it like that yeah, on they the do. news. Yes, they. Well, on the news, but you have complete capability of looking at any camera. But they don't do it. But, on your highways. But I'm saying in Taiwan, they show it. So if I if I lived in Taiwan, I'm like, and I, I was watching the news. I'm like, I am never gonna do anything bad because, like, it, I am like being followed. There's eyes on me everywhere here. Well, that's because they're really reporting the news. I mean, look at what the news is reporting in the U.S. I mean, look at who it's controlled by. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's not well, even you, real news. Have you Ukraine. So, so yes, you're right. Just because our news is a joke. Yeah. Well, across the board. But okay, to, to now to now to circle back to my point. They're always showing car crashes. Like, and they're just like the most ridiculous car crashes in the world. Like, they just smash into each other all the time. They're horrible. They are, they are horrible at driving. Um, so, yeah, Mitch, so that's what I'm saying. And would you think it would be okay for you to make jokes about Asian drivers to your daughter? I don't, dude, I don't make any joke to my daughter that I, I'm going to be me, right? In front of my daughter all the time. Right. It doesn't matter if it's right. an okay. Asian joke. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna call you out a little bit on this, Mitch. Yeah. I highly if you're gonna be me, you can't be yourself in front of your daughter and have never made a wisecrack against another ethnicity for driving or any other way. So you're either Stereotype. yourself around your daughter or you're 
you're not yourself completely and you're teaching her and you're showing her like your non, you know, okay. your wisecrack. All right, so because, uh, okay, so you're right. Okay, so there are that's still me, but there's there are parts of me that like 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 me in this show, like I would never be talking like how I talk on this show in front of my daughter because I don't want her dropping f bombs and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, in that, in that sense, you're correct, Sean. So I would never, I would, I would tone it down i guess i would say and um it, but it also changes as they age so like when i got to the point where i'm hearing all of my daughter's friends you know she has a bunch of friends over them they're all dropping f-bombs you know i tried i tried to minimize the use of curse words around my child for a very long time but once she got to the age where she you know she's 15 16 and all her friends are dropping f-bombs left and right and I'm hearing them do it. I'm like, well, that's how I talk. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to not be myself. Well, how I've um, taught my kids is basically, I knew that you're going to curse. There's no doubt about it. We all have. It's just, you really have to know when not to. And they've, they've done a really good job of that. I, I mean, I've just been, to know when not to do it. Look, I've been cursing right. since I was like five years old, man. And there's even a news article about me cursing when I was five years old and talking political shit. When I was five years old, this is actual news. I have a, I have the news clipping. I can share it with everyone. It's an, I was me and my buddy Billy were in a newspaper because we were talking political shit when we were five years old on on a fence. So people that don't think their kids are smarter than they hide shit. Like my my daughter is three. I walked in my she had a full blown conversation with my wife about why she doesn't want to go to swim school. I show up and she's like, Hey, look at the mermaid. It's a bootel. Meanwhile, I know she just had a full blown conversation with my wife about why she doesn't want to go to swim school. <laughs> well, she's dumbing it down for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, it's like, Hey, uh, I'm, a, I'm just going to act Single like, key. like, Hey, daddy, yeah, yeah. Look at this. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, what the hell is going on here? You know, it, they, kids are smart. You know, they, they, they're they're a lot more advanced than what we think they are, um, but I don't know where I'm going with that shit. But I don't know because they're pretty. Yeah. Stupid oh, dude, too. they're so fucking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely. Well, they don't have the experience that we have. You know. Well, they lack common. They're exactly. super intelligent, but they lack common sense. Right. Yeah. And what you're teaching them is common sense, or what Brian and I are teaching. Well, Brian's teaching them racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Brian's teaching them how to be racist. Hey. See the yeah. Asian guy over there? If you're driving next to him, don't fucking stay back. This is a list of all racial terms right here. And this careful. is what I expect you to learn before right. the end of the week. <laughs> Dude, you know, but, you know, to pay back on what you were talking about, Brian, look, man, we all made, all of us, right? We've all made, like, racial comments and racial slurs in the past. I mean, dude, we're all fucking guilty of it. But our kid, Every single person. Like yeah, every, shit, every, every single person on the earth is fucking guilty of it. Dude, I, when I did comedy, like uh, I know there's videos of me on there too, because I I was doing stand up, so I know people who took video of me when I was doing stand up. I I made I mean I think one of the comments I made was about like how there should there's a white castle and there should be like a black castle, you know that just serves like fried chicken and shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and it would fucking explode. And but it was all jokes. And back in the day, like fucking everyone found it really funny. You know, but nowadays everyone would be like, "Oh, well, well, you know, 
dude, whatever. No, you know, people what I mean, still do find it funny. They just we need to bring it back into comedy, both white and black, against every everything. I mean, it it's comedy. The, the comedy should it's not meant com- to be real. Comedy should have no lines. the The fact that they're trying to draw lines in comedy always pissed me off. You know, but we're all like again, we're all guilty of it. I don't. I'm not guilty of a fucking thing, Mitch. I, I don't know why you keep using that word. Yeah, yeah. I'm not guilty uh, no, of I, shit. actually, I'm happy you said that. You're right. We're not guilty. We're not guilty of anything because in deep down inside of us, all of us are not fucking racist. You know, I would fucking give the skin off my back for any fucking person of color. The skin. I think it's the shirt off your back. Uh, shirt yeah, my back. Skin. What are you trying to yeah. turn them white? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ah, uh, <laughs> ah! But everybody, dude, dude, everybody uh, is prejudiced. Uh, everybody is prejudiced. There's a difference. Well, I don't think everyone's prejudiced, dude. I I think there are just some good. Fuck no, yes, they are. In some sort bullshit. of way, not everybody against is. every single thing, but every single person does have a little bit of prejudice in them against something in life. It it may be prejudice against it's... dogs. I don't know. It may be prejudice we were, against, you know, I don't there's think prejudice that. everywhere. I, look, I, I think, we hold on. We were talking about this earlier, Mitch, when Dude, you were taking a piss. Brian, hold on. So, you, When you take a child, right, they are not prejudiced against anything. So if you tell me that, that everyone's prejudiced, I don't believe that because my kid... He means every adult is. Your kid will be prejudiced man. no matter how well you teach her. You, she's going to be prejudiced against something. Dude, man, you you were taking a pee and missed our conversation, dude. So, like, we already covered this. Like, children not only are they are they instinctually very generous and loving and caring people, they are also instinctually, it, it, yeah, and and they don't see color or anything like that. That and that's great. That's wonderful. But they're also instinctually shitbags. They're they're selfish and they're fucking violent and they you know what I mean. They they need to be molded. Because they have human instincts. And one of the human instincts that exist and has always existed since humans have existed because for the ability for the species to survive is prejudice. And okay, that's why that's why people warred and fought in tribes. You know, people who look different than you, they went to fucking war. If if you were a, a nomadic tribe traveling around and you stumbled across another tribe that looked different than you. You knew that to survive, like there was a good chance that that tribe might attack you and kill your your women and and kill you and take all your shit. So they would fucking fight based upon, you know, characteristics, whether it be dress or makeup or paint or fucking skin color or right. fucking some kind of weird religious practice. And prejudice it's, is liking one nature. thing over the other without good reason. That's that's it. You could be prejudiced against you know fire hydrants. There's prejudice everywhere. Now, a lot of people label that with race, but there's prejudice with everything. No, I, I, and dude, even like Asians, so like people were talking about like, like my wife, you know, her family is Taiwanese. Taiwanese people are extremely prejudiced against other Asian groups. You know, they like, they love like South Korean people, right? Chinese people. Huh? No, no, no. They love. They hate Chinese people. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, they they, they hate Chinese people. They love South Korean. Now the South Korean people was like adored by the Taiwanese people. Now Japanese also adored, 
but the Vietnamese, they look down upon. That's what, you know, that's what gets, Brian and I are getting at. There, There's prejudice everywhere. It does not have to be based on the color of your skin. Your daughter will be prejudiced. Just because some old Chinese guy cuts her off when she's driving one day, she's going to be just mad at Chinese people, you know, just all they can't drive. There's prejudice, you know? There's, there's no avoiding it. They naturally occur. A lot of it is taught, but whatever. They they naturally occur. It's it's human nature. Yeah. And by the way, you experience by the way, what Asian, you experience Asian and you, people you make associations. Are, dude, we have a Chinatown here and it is a fucking disaster. Whenever you go there, it is like you you have to have your eyes fully open all the time. It is like the most stressful driving experience in the world. They they they, <laughs> they 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 have their own fucking police force against it. You know what I mean? And even they suck at driving. Like it, it is just like it is a phenomena. Like it, it is. Oh, it, I'm gonna say this. Well, it's because they're they they have too many too much open area. They're not used to driving such long distance at that speed. You know, you think about it. It's like it's just it's always bumper to bumper. In well, the they drive Asian cities, and in 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 like a lot of yeah. Asian places, they drive mopeds and shit, smaller cars. So yeah. here you have Texas, you have all big cars, and it's like, what the fuck? I cannot wait till we get to that part of life where everybody's driving mopeds. That's cool. Sean, do you remember I drove a moped and then I got stolen? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone stole I my do. moped. Yeah, that was bullshit. You were so mad that day. <laughs> I was so mad. So me and Sean Bryan, we lived in the, it was. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Tell them where we live, Mitch. Uh, ghetto. We lived in the ghetto. It was in a ghetto. <laughs> we, we, we lived in the ghetto in Norfolk and um, it was fine. It was cool. I liked it. Right? Would you say it was ghetto though, Sean? I don't know. No, I wouldn't say it was ghetto. It wasn't ghetto. You wouldn't say it was ghetto? Oh, well, then I haven't been to that area of Norfolk because every area of Norfolk <laughs> I've been to is the fucking well, ghetto. Define ghetto. I mean, giddy. If, if you're talking lower income housing, then yeah, we were in the lower income housing, but our neighbors were great. Everybody, there wasn't too much sure. crime. Then the, what crime did happen other than Mitch's uh, moped theft was kind of comical. For instance, a young kid down the street, he stole a lawnmower and mowed everybody's lawn all the way for like two miles and charged them like 10 bucks before. And they just followed the lawn mowing trail the whole way. <laughs> that's like the best crime in the world. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, right. And the, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed living there. You know, like, actually, I really did. Somebody, somebody stole your moped so they could deliver food. To Probably. The yeah. But you know what? My my my, yeah. my my funnest part of the moped. Remember, it was uh, what was the guy's name that we was hanging out with? His ultra egotistical guy. Sean. No, Sean's cool. Uh, the other egotistical guy. Oh, Craig. Oh, you mean somebody we didn't like? Yeah. No, we liked everybody we hung out. No, with. No, we liked everyone. Yeah, Craig. Yeah, Craig was egotistical. But he's very egotistical. I like Craig. Craig is awesome. He's a yeah, great he was guy. a good guy, though. I love Craig. Yeah, he was. If I knew where he was today, I would still be friends with him. Friends with him. But um, Craig was like, he always had like the top-notch bull- shit, man. He had like the best motorcycle, the best truck. Like He was like, he was like I'm going to get the top tier everything. So he had like that a... Was, that was definitely Craig. Yeah, he had a, he had a Hayabusa uh, motorcycle. And... Um, and I, I had it wasn't a 
it wasn't a uh, moped. It was a scooter. I had a, it was a, and it was a 25, I think it was a, a 50, um, whatever. It was, it was like the, yeah, 50 CC scooter. And we, we had him, we had him, uh, Brian, hey, Brian, you would laugh your balls off. <laughs> I got a badass. Uh, I think we still have this video scooter. somewhere. It's a high yeah. We still have that video. Yeah. That just fucking dude, Mitch tried to race him. Yeah, right. You would you would have died laughing, dude. We me and him with this Hayabusa, we would ride side by side on the street, and we would pull up to red lights, and then he would rev his engine, and I would rev mine, and <laughs> and people would be dying laughing. <laughs> they would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" And he would like let me win a little bit, like <laughs> before he dominated them. It was awesome. I don't know what the fuck brought on that conversation. But uh, anyway, let's okay. get on to the next topic of conversation, which is um, uh, Greg Abbott shipping illegals to D.C. And I don't have any clips on this one or anything, but it's just something that's being said. I live in Texas, so it's kind of a it's probably being uh, told more here. But the plan is um, because of the open border policy and all that going on with Biden administration, Abbott is planning on taking all of these people, putting them into a bus, and then shipping them to DC. So, uh, which so that's perfect. I mean, can they give us the GPS coordinates so I can find some people to work for me? <laughs> I mean, cheap labor. That's close to me. I mean, you know, the, 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 and I, I'm kind of with you on that one too, Sean, because the people that are actually agreeing to go on a bus, like they're probably good people. They're not. Yeah. They're not like the ones that are really trying to okay, hide from so anybody. Th- this you know is I mean? the thing. It, this is my issue with the illegal immigrants. Yes, I do believe everybody should be legal. I do believe that they should make it a lot easier for people to be legal. But if we took all the illegal immigrants out of this country, you would have no fruits and vegetables in in your stores. You'd have like your construction trades would just be gone. I mean, the, the whole of American society would be destroyed and. The white man, the black man, the, the whoever, the state is not going to fit that fill that role because they're still looking for people and they're not filling that role right now. So we need every single one of those people to function as a society. And until we step up as human beings and stop just just taking money left hand over fist from the government and thinking that's how it's supposed to live. I'm not I'm not supposed to have a job. I'm just supposed to take this money. We're not going to succeed. So quit bitching. Yeah, just but, quit bitching. The, but there's not there's not a labor shortage in this comp- in this country. There, there there's not. Um, I understand what you're saying. The the problem is is not a labor shortage. It's it's the mentality. Um, in that the that the fucking leftist progressives from the '60s have fucking mind fucked all of our youth over decades. To thinking that being a plumber is fucking beneath you and being a fucking carpenter or or be you know being being somebody involved in the trades they've that they've you know auto mechanics auto mechanics dude without auto mechanics people will be fucked and these guys are fucking very intelligent hard-working motherfuckers who sacrifice their body for years and years and years keeping people on the road and they're looked down upon as being fucking grease monkeys. You know what I mean? They've they've demonized the trade so heavily that now if if you're if you're in a trade, you're less than. 
And that's the fucking problem. It's, it's, it's not a labor shortage. There's plenty of labor in this country without illegal immigration. Um, but the mindset needs to fucking change. And it's not going to just the way they're, you know, breeding people to be who they are today. I mean, but you are agreeing with me that if, if the illegals, if every illegal left this country, we'd be in shambles. Oh, it would be a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't, I don't think that the, the, the problem isn't people that are, the problem isn't the people that are agreeing to go in a bus somewhere. The problem is the people that are dodging and coming into society selling drugs, meth, and coke and whatever, and or but trafficking happens, kids or people or legal. That's the problem. Legal Americans are doing it just the same. You're going to have that mix in every batch, and that goes back to our, you know are being prejudiced against, you know, certain things. It's probably the exact same percentage of people that are dealing drugs from coming from Mexico that they are in America. It race has nothing to do with it. Them being Spanish or coming across the border has nothing to do with the drug traffic. You know what? Those guys, the drug traffickers are just, some of the richest people out there, they will find a way to traffic drugs across the border. So, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, you're shipping again. You're, you're, I don't necessarily agree with Abbott on this one. I think it's kind of a, I think it makes a case. I, I, I think he's, I think he's making a point. Well, I agree with him. You know, I, I do agree with him. But just to the extent, only well partially. I I think they need to make it easier to be an American citizen, and they need to make it to where if you cross the border, you don't just get free everything. You know, just like anybody, you need to you need you need to be functional in society. Anybody that becomes an American citizen has now gotten a paycheck, a free education, everything to where they're actually turning a lot of our hardest workforce into the traditional American today, which is why it makes it hard. You see help wanted signs everywhere. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, 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 I see why he's doing it. I think it's a, I think it's a good point to make. I do think it's a little bit kind of dumb. You know, it doesn't really, it gets a point across. I think across. it's funny as shit. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I do think it's I do think it's hilarious. Um, but dude, I mean, you and I, Sean, both we're both in the construction industry, and if it wasn't for a lot of these Hispanics, we would we would our company would collapse. You know, like they 100%. they they're they are hard worker. They're hard workers. They show up on time. Uh, even a lot of them are good communicators. You know what I mean? They they're they're good people. You know, and oh, and a lot you of them hire sudden, an American crew. You know, they're smoking cigarettes, flicking the yard, yard cussing, peeing on the the buildings, asking for money by Wednesday, calling on sick on Friday. Spanish crew. I mean, they they just they do their job, and they're so fluid or fluent with doing their job. I mean, it's like they're not even talking. I mean, it's like an art. Yeah, they're good. 
Oh, dude, in the in the uh, you know, like uh, tile business. I mean, there's some serious fucking talented oh God, craftsmen yeah. out there. You know what I mean? Now, I, I think there's differences though. I think in the in the fucking framing business, uh, for framing out shit, I, I see a lot of fucking oh, yeah. dog shit work. I've seen a shit ton of it over the years, man. But when in in fine uh, trades, you know that there's a lot of talented people that are some of them which don't even speak a word of English, but dude, they know their shit and they're fucking good. But at the same time, like when it comes to framing out a house, I see all these you know these track builders that that hire these these subcontractors and they just don't give a fuck, man. It's sh it's shitty fucking work. Well, you want to know, you know why? But I guess you're gonna get that. Why? Because you know I, I built. I think I've built three houses um, in my past. And I, with how I do construction or anything I do, I try to do it, you know, as if I were living in it or, or, you know, it was right. a part of me and doing everything, the quality that I'd like it, I lost a lot of money on every house. They, they pay them so little to where they're, they're almost paying them not to give a fuck. If gotcha, it's it, the profit margins are so minor for these new construction homes to where, you know, the only way to make good money, unless you're a true custom builder and you find that client that's willing to pay the money, you're going to get a, a shit product. You're going to get those framers and those framers are doing crappy work because why wouldn't they? I mean, they're getting paid pennies on the dollar to do their work and i mean you don't need to take pride in it you just need to do the volume in order for them to get the check that any other normal person would get they need to do five times the work so they can't stop and make those miters I, those cuts exactly how it is i don't know man because like when i built my house you know it was a custom home builder but they took pride in that all of their subcontractors were local experienced quality craftsmen and they built me a very overall compared to the homes that were being built at the time they built me a very well how much over did you pay what a dan ryan home would cost i didn't pay i don't i didn't feel like i paid any more mm. and that's the weird thing is like i'd go into these these communities you know where they're putting house after house after house after house on top of each other and i'm seeing all this shit work but they were selling those homes for the same price range that what I paid for most. Well, that's that's definitely I don't you know. Got a deal because that's definitely not today. I I, that's I not do today's uh, world. I do I do I do feel like what yeah. okay, so Brian, um, I noticed that the guys that come from up north, like their sheetrock work is like impeccable. Like it, it's it's perfect, mm -hmm. you know. But right, you had a guy from the south. His sheetrock work is shit. So what you're you know? saying, you're prejudiced against the South. Don't tell your daughter that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About their sheetrock work. Yeah. No, it's true though. I mean, I, I don't know what it but is. That's, that's not true, Mitch. It's just your. It's not your, true because your experience in the few cases that you you've had, or or a lot of cases you've had, um, you've determined that based on the you know experiences that you had but that's not the case i mean it's it's mixed that's not there's the shitty ones up north just as much go as there's good a, ones up north 
go through a Dan Ryan well, community or okay. a Ryan community or any any other track builder and the fucking framing and the sheetrock. No, no, okay. well, this is and this the trim is where work. trim work is just. This is where I had to differ from you guys a little bit, and then and we're we're about to very get into a topic that fucking no one is gonna understand but us, um, which is fine, but in the South we rely heavily on texture. So we put orange peel on the walls, you know, we put, or, you know, there's fucking orange peel. There's uh, on the walls, there's, um, stomp on the ceiling. There's popcorn on ceilings here. Now up North, everything is flat. You have flat walls. You have flat ceilings. You see see all all the flaws. flaws. We hide all the flaws down here in the South. And it's very common with every home that's being built. So therefore, your work doesn't have to be impeccable or perfect. Up north, your your work has to be perfected. So it's almost like if you were to hire a software engineer and say, look, when this product goes out, it has to be fucking perfect. It has to start. It has to operate versus hiring an engineer and saying, hey, look, just throw it out there. We'll, <laughs> as the bugs come in, we'll, we'll start fixing it. You know, whatever. It's It's a different mindset. It's a different mentality. Uh, the South pr- promotes a different mentality than the mindset up North, which is more of a per- perfected personality than uh, imperfected. Yeah. I, I don't know because like, I think it's, it's a, most people, if they walk into a home, so if, if they, they build a, a brand new home from a track builder, everything's brand new. And like most people are going to walk into that home and be like, Oh, it's a beautiful new home. And they're going to love it. You know what I mean? Where if you have experience in those trades and you know what you're looking for, you don't even have to look hard. I walk into these houses and I'm like, you you try and be nice because you don't want to be a dick. And I just, I'm not going to point out all the flaws that I see. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, we love it. You know, it's our new house. And they're all excited about it. You're like, oh yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. You know, and but you're looking around going, geez, this is fucking shit. You know what I mean? The, the, <laughs> yeah, the quality yeah, of work is shit. Just most people don't fucking, yeah. they don't know any better. You know what I mean? So it's just a little bit different perspective when you when so you. So Brian, do know, I, I had a uh, we we renovated our showroom uh, this week, right? And the bathroom, which you know we're a bathroom remodeling company, so we renovated the bathroom, and I I got these really cool looking tiles. They're the tiles that look they're hand printed, um, but they they have like a grout line imprinted in them. So you have to match the grout lines up whenever you're putting the tiles up. You have to hand. You have to match. Make sure that the ground lines match up. Because if it doesn't, it looks all fucked up, right? The guy comes in. I hire a new guy. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm gonna test you out. You know, I'm gonna see how your work is, and then we'll, you know, if you're good, we'll use you for future projects. If not, then you're, you know, at least it's just in our shop and not at a customer's home, right? And um, so I bring him in, and he he does all the tiles. And then he, he's like, I'm like, well, the grout lines don't match up. Like the grout lines in the tile don't match up to the grout lines of the actual tile. It's kind of hard to understand, but you know what I'm saying? And, um, I know what you're saying. Yeah. and he's like, yeah, he's like, but that's the tile. The tiles. He's like trying to like, you know, he's like, oh, the tile is fucked up. Like, I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing, dude. I go, if that were to happen in a customer's home, I would tell you to I would tell you to tear that shit down and redo it all over again, and you wouldn't get paid a dime more. I go, so it's in your I go, it's in your best interest to 
plan pre-plan it out. And if the tile is fucked up before you start laying tile, bring it to our attention and we'll go get new tile. So I'm trying to figure this out. The what exactly was the printed tile? Is it truly look like it's hand painted, even though it's printed? Yeah, or, let me show you. because there are imperfections in the tile. If I'm thinking the same tile that you're talking about, to where it's almost impossible to match those lines up. Now, if it's just a template that's printed, then I I know where you're coming from. I don't know if you guys can see that. Well, you're not talking even about matching pattern from tile to tile. You're talking about the grout lines see, themselves. Yeah, I see it. See a grout so, line right there. So the painted right. grout, he, no, he's talking about the painted grout line matching the real grout line, right? Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Which well, you, you know, that's a, it's a sixteenth inch grout line, and we we're trying to we we're trying to have him match a sixteenth inch grout line. Oh, you're saying the width of the grout line was not matching, right? Not the oh, width, okay. but it, it was off centered. So like the grout line comes down here, and then the other grout line comes off just a little bit here or something like that. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Which is very, you know, now in any other tile, it wouldn't be an issue because, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even know, see it. But with that tile, it's very easy to see. But I told him, I said, hey, you, you're, it's your job to predict this shit. But if I got a guy from out north who is a perfectionist, he would have been like, yeah, I'm going to make sure this shit works. Uh, if we got to fur out the walls and make them straight and plumb. What they don't do in Texas is they don't plumb anything. Nothing is plumb in Texas. It, they just throw up shit. It's not. No, any it is, dude. They use a, they actually use a plumb system uh, there, man. They do. They up north. They definitely do. They it's better than it is here. I've, Man, my first house that I had built, dude, literally, like, it was a townhouse, and if you walked up the main stairway, you came to a landing, and then the stairway turned and had, like, another five steps that went up to the left. Well, that that corner, when you come up the stairs, that, that far right corner had a cathedral ceiling with a light fixture up there. It was kind of part of the foyer, you know? And if you looked at that corner, it literally came down and was like it looked like the it was pregnant like were those two were those two walls met in that corner like there was a drastic curvature that that you could see that was just i i couldn't explain it to you you'd have to see it but it, it was like visibly now most people just don't even look for that shit and they're walking up my steps going and they're looking at the rest of the house going oh it's nice and i'm like you see that fucking wall dude that <laughs> I mean, if I ever had to remodel or do something in the house, I would have lost my mind because there was not a, a square fucking corner in the place. Nothing was plumb. You know, it looked nice because it was new. Well, I agree with whatever. Brian. I, Even here, I mean, I'll go through 10 contractors that are crappy before I get that one solid one. They're usually, and, they're, and they're usually older. Does, does quality work and right. shows up every day. Now, now okay, and right. th this is what I told my guys. Because everyone wanted to fire this guy. Everyone was like, oh, let's just get rid of him. He's not doing a good job. But I'm like, guys, he says he's going to be here at 730. He shows up at 720. 
and he puts in a full days of work. He accepts what we pay him. And I'm like, I can work with that. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, you just work out the kinks. But pay a little he, more uh, attention to detail. It, are you talking about the guy that tiled your bathroom? Yeah. I mean, you can work with that as long as he changes his the quality of his. Oh, and I, 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 I brought him out in the, I brought him out in the, uh, the warehouse, and I said, "Hey, look, I go, uh, the shit that you try to pull here is not going to fly." You know, and I'm just real. I'm, I'm just real with him. You know, I'm gonna say, "Hey, look, you know, we would have you tear it down and redo it, and that's that doesn't help you. That doesn't help you make money. You know, so you want to just be mindful of that. And as long as you get that down, you're good." And they go, if you don't know how to do something, we have a master plumber on staff. You can ask him anything you want, and he'll help you with plumbing. He'll help you with this. He he's Jeff has seen it all. I'm like, so he can help you with anything you want, and um, you know, and you're you're good to go. But just don't be stupid, and don't don't just start throwing shit up on the wall because we're not going to accept it here. And uh, it's just a, it's just quality right. control, dude. I mean, it, it's. That's no big yeah, deal, you know. He probably came from a place where they're like, "Fuck it," and they just they got right. the work done, regardless of what of the end product. They didn't give a shit, you know. But when you're talking about a small, small uh, business, you know, where your your livelihood is based upon the quality of the work that you do, yeah, it, and, that, it and that's how I told him. You know? And and I think he was pretty. Upset. And dude, like you said, Sean, it's hard to find people that will show up, you know. And this guy is a guy, he's he's from Mexico. You know what I mean? He's not... But he's a fucking hard worker, dude. Shows up, you know, he fucking puts in a full day of work. He And he, and he definitely can throw a tile on a wall. I mean, God, I, I haven't seen anyone throw a tile up that fast in, in, since I've been doing this thing. You know? Yeah, it's pretty funny because a, a buddy, one difference that I have seen... Um, and it's maybe anecdotal. I don't fucking know, but a buddy of mine was a, uh, a project manager for Dan Ryan in in the Panhandle um, in West Virginia, and they decided to open. You know, they spread into Pennsylvania and all that stuff. They were growing, and they decided to open a division in South Carolina, so they relocated him to Charleston. And like his second week on the job, he was losing his fucking mind because. He's used to the pace up here. Apparently, is different than the pace yeah. down there, and and he's like getting you know his job is to make sure the work gets banged out, get it done, get it done, get it done, and he gets a he, he gets a call one day when he first moved down there, and his fucking foreman was like or his superintendent was like, uh, "There's nobody on site. I don't know where the fuck anybody anybody's at. We haven't heard anything." So he's fuming. And he calls up his subcontractor and he's like, you know, what the hell is going on? You guys aren't on, on the job. Shit needs to get done. You know, you're supposed to have this done today so we can move on. And the guy was like, eh, well, you know, it's nice out today. So, you know, everybody went fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was literally the mentality. And, it, and it's an accepted uh. known fact that, hey, well, when it's nice out. Sometimes you just don't go to work. You go fishing. Must be nice. I want to work there. <laughs> and he he could not comprehend it. Like it, he was going to explode, you know. But apparently that Dude. that was normal. I I, I tell you what, man. 
I love the industry. I, I love it's a love and hate relationship. I love the the industry I'm in, and I fucking hate it too. But like, I do. I love the freedom it provides. You know what I mean? But I fucking hate the the attention it it demands um, from time to time because it it requires a lot yeah. of attention. Um. But I'm sure you feel the pain too, Sean. Yeah. Um, but you know, to to just circle back to everything, you know, all anything Abbott's doing by sending the people that are cooperating and going on a bus somewhere, is he's just sending valid workers to a different state. <laughs> it's really at the end of the day, it's all he's doing. Unfortunately, you know, like he's not. Oh, come on. No, man. it that's is, not... dude. That's true. Dude, those guys... Mitch, come on, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? You're you're saying... All right, there's a difference. You're not talking about skilled tradesmen. You're not talking about law-abiding, you know, good citizens. I'm not saying that there aren't skilled tradesmen and that there aren't good people um, that are coming across the border, but there's a lot of fucking terrible people that are coming across the border and they're shipping violent criminals off to fucking just random places all over the country and not making them leave like he's making a point to say we don't want this shit and 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 you're leaving out what the people in the towns and the communities around his southern border are experiencing as far as being overrun with with people and and crime and violence and all kinds of fucking really really bad shit oh, dude, dude, I, no you know what I, mean? I am involved in it dude i am in houston we our crime rate is so fucking high dude like we are outrageous i just yeah but i'm just saying it it, it almost sounded like you were framing it as as if like everybody's just a, a good labor no i'm saying where we should be no, i'm, I'm saying the here. people that are agreeing to go on a bus are probably people that would cooperate into getting a job the people that no they're they're agreeing to get on a bus because if they get on a bus that means they get to stay in america <laughs> <laughs> that's all it's fucking about i hope that's true i hope that the ones that okay, aren't you want me yeah. to get on a bus <laughs> fuck yeah disney world i don't care where that bus go is going disney i want it yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good place to go i've heard about that place Meanwhile, my friend's gonna got a deportation hearing coming up because he's been here since he was five years old and he's in his thirties now and he got a DUI last or a couple like a year and a half ago, right before COVID, two years ago. Yeah, dude, his, his parents brought him here when he was five. He grew up in our schools. You know, he he's lived here his whole life. He's an awesome dude, hard worker, fucking normally doesn't get in trouble. He, you know, the only thing he's been arrested for is he got a DWI right before COVID. What's more American than getting a DWI? You know what I mean? I mean, what? come on. So now they're now they're gonna fucking deport his ass. I agree. Well, deport. Meanwhile, a, rapists are getting sent to prison and getting let out early. Deportation and, hearing, Brian, and I do believe that needs to. So I think all the rules need to change, and I do think that hearing needs to take place. I think that hearing needs to take place for any people that come into this country that aren't a natural born citizen. To you know, reassess you know their value as a U.S. citizen. 
he may pass that with flying colors and be fine. But I do think that that hearing needs to take place. And unfortunately, they're targeting people like him rather than just the everybody that's running across the border. So they went from super strict, not letting anybody go, to just opening the floodgates, which is both of those are completely the wrong thing to do. They just need right. to make it easier yeah. to become a U.S. citizen. But once you're a U.S. citizen, U.S. citizen, it's very strict guidelines. I mean, you need to follow the rules. If you get a DUI, well, if you can, if you're a citizen, though, if you're a citizen, then you're a citizen just like me. That's what it well, means. I mean, citizen means citizen. Well, temporary. Well, the issue. I think you can only become a citizen after you're here for like ten years or so. It's like a temporary citizenship. So, but those things already exist, right? Like having having work visas, but they're impossible. They're they're borderline impossible to get. You know, they make it so hard for just a citizen of Mexico to come in and become, you know, a viable working, you know, straight up citizen of the United States. Well, it should be hard. No, it. Why should it be hard? It should be. It, I'm not saying it should be lengthy. I'm saying it should be hard, in that the dude, most other first world countries. All right, I'll take this for example. You try going to Australia and seeing if they'll let you stay for anything longer than a vacation. You let me know how that turns out, uh, or you try and uh, attain citizenship. But we're not talking Australia. about Australia or, or many other. But here, I'm, I have a broader point. Many other countries. Okay, and the reason being is that you for you to get citizenship or a long term visa to stay and maybe eventually acquire citizenship, you have to prove yourself on merits that you are going to bring value to that to that country and you are not going to be a burden on their tax system or or their their government or their people. You have to prove that before they'll even give you a chance. All right. So this this notion that we're just, you know, it's too hard. There's there's more immigrants come to this country than any other fucking country every year, aside from, you know, your when you have mass migration due to wars and things like that. That's that's different. Um, but this this whole this whole notion that that it's so hard to get to America compared to other countries, dude, we let in more people every year than any other country uh, legally. You get what I'm saying? And we don't have a merit-based fucking system. It's basically, if you find some kind of loophole or an excuse to get here, then you're let in. You know what I mean? It's it's not, it, it, it's, I don't know. It's, there it, are people it's, waiting it's years and hard. years to even be sure. allowed into the U.S. That's, that's not to be allowed in, but to be allowed here on a long-term basis legally. And that just shouldn't be allowed. I mean, they're already defining their merits. And I'm not saying that it should be easy like they're making it now. They're basically allowing anybody to come in, just anybody, you just whatever. You just come and sign a paper and a U.S. citizen now and you collect your check at the door. That's. Well, you're not. I, I mean, they're not making them citizens, but just by showing up. That's not. Well, happening. in a sense, they're they're giving them technically they're not citizens, but they're giving them, you know, Free health care, they're giving. They're give, oh, they they do. They are getting rights that aren't so even. They're, you know, yeah, they, they may to not make. be. They may There's not have a citizenship, citizenship badge, but they're they're 
pretty much citizens. I mean, they're getting paid by the U.S. government at that point in time to be here. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, free public school and healthcare and all, all right. that shit. Right. Let's get it. Let's get into the topic of uh, Elon Musk buying out Twitter or owning ten percent Twitter. Okay. <laughs> well, he <laughs> as part of the deal, he he agreed that he would never buy more than fourteen percent of the company. So he's not. He's never going to have a majority control. He's not. Although he has leverage to get on the board, just being a board member doesn't mean a fucking thing. It means you're one person out of a whole group of people that has a vote. You know what I mean? So he's not going to change policy. Twitter's not going to fucking change their guidelines or change their rules. There's zero. He could have influence on moving forward, hey, and have ideas on how to improve the platform. But as far as like the, the bullshit that the right wants to see happen with, you know, them stop banning people and shutting down accounts or free speech issues and all that stuff. That shit ain't going to change. That's just because he exists. Well, it's not going to change where, when I first heard the news, I was, I would disagree with you. Um, I was like, Oh, he's going to, he's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to make a bunch of changes. <laughs> but after time has gone out on and we're starting to see like what he's doing and, you know, let's, let's all admit Elon Musk is like the biggest troll out of like yeah, he's every... being Elon Musk right now. That's what yeah, he's... He's, yeah, he's being Elon Musk. Yeah, he, he's a he probably oh, does. Funny. Funny. Oh, he's he funny does. too. Oh, he absolutely does. Dude, uh, yeah. So that brings us to this right here. So this is a quote from Elon Musk. This is today. Um, he wants to survey Twitter. Says, "Should I remove the W in Twitter?" It, <laughs> you know, it, this is not a troll move. I I don't know what is. So, yeah, he he's not he's all about profit, about making money. All the conservatives are like, oh, he's gonna do this. He's gonna save free speech. I was one of them. He has you know, no control, uh, zero control. I mean, Mitch, why do you always buy into everything? I, from I, the you know, I have high hopes, Brian. <laughs> I have high hopes. You know, and I'm like, you're just a, yeah, I'm pure optimist. optimist, and I'm like, man, you know, these guys are gonna be doing good. For us, you know, but it never works out that way. They're always, they always just shit on my day, you know. The only way he can control is if he owns over fifty percent of the stocks. That's true control. And his deal is he would never purchase more than fourteen yeah. percent. And even though he's the majority stockholder, it does not mean he has control of the company, because. Um, but BlackRock and Morgan Stanley combined own more than him, and if they wanted to change, right. it would have already changed. Right. So, and just be, again, being on the board, you're just one vote. On mm-hmm. the board. He, he's equal to every other board member at that point. So, not- well, he's he's slightly more than one individual board. So he's he owns more than Morgan Stanley and more than BlackRock. But if Morgan Stanley and BlackRock are on the same page. Then he's done. He's trumped. No, no. What I'm saying is, uh, all right. So, you know how. So the corporation and the board members on the corporation aren't based upon the the, the corporation or the the board of directors for a corporation isn't solely based upon control of of shares. Right. I mean, you could you could have a a very 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 small ownership where there could be a thousand people out there that exist that have more share control than you do and still be a board member. 
like a, a board can be comprised of like I think if you 15, own, 20 motherfuckers. I think if you own 10%, you're automatically like you I can't remember. It's like 10%, then you have the ability to be on the board at 10%. Or not no, it's five percent. Anything under five percent, I mean, unless you're an employee of the company, you're right. You really have no control, no say. Well, no, but you that's 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 what I'm trying to say. All right. So I worked for a company for years and their board had a bunch of people on it. Some of the board members, yeah, they had some ownership. There's no way in the hell they had five percent, but they were still on the board. And their vote at a board meeting is just as no. equal as a guy who's on the board and has twenty no, percent share. True. When you have twenty people voting your a, vote as twenty percent share. If you're on the board and your vote is twenty percent share, you're you are majority vote. If you're the only one on the now, I will say this: if Elon Musk is the only one on that board, and we already know, we'll just this is all hypothetical. So if he's on that board right. and he owns ten percent, and he's the only one on that board, and he's the that owns ten percent, everybody on the board owns less than ten percent. There's no way to outvote him. Then he does have controlling factor, but. The board, I mean, you as the majority stockholder, you do have the larger decision. But if more than one member of the board, and th I have not read into this at all, so I may be completely full of shit. I might be completely so, full of shit, but too. If, I don't say know. if BlackRock and Morgan Stanley are both on the board and Elon Musk is on the board and all of them equal up to 10% apiece, then if two of them, two of them outweigh the one... And all the other, the employees don't really have too much say in the board, even other than you know being a part of the board. If you're majority stockholder, you you have the deciding factor. If you're the majority stockholder of the board, that's what he has. That not of the board. He's not. He he took a passive role in the company. He's not even like he he owns majority. Stock there's two he, ways he you owns can, majority stock of the company. Right, but he he filed it passively. So when you follow it passively, you're not even on the board. He's saying that he's not even yeah, going to stock, participate. Yeah, but stockholders have more say than what the board does. Stockholders can replace the board. Stockholders can replace can replace employees of the board. Yeah, not correct. Stockholders of the board. Right. What I'm saying is, Morgan Stanley and BlackRock. BlackRock they them two combined, which have been holders of Twitter for a long time, can outweigh anything Elon Musk does. I get, the, but here's the thing: what you're confusing me because I heard reported that, yeah, he he bought the share, All right? He he owns what he owns, nine point Ten, whatever percent. 10. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay, it, it gives a fuck, dude. Whether it's nine point seven five or ten point one, I don't fucking care. What? What I'm saying is, is that like, I heard reporting that he contacted the company and asked to be a member of the board and they granted him membership of the board by merely buying the, the shares did not make him a board member. He asked to be a, a board member and they approved him being a board member. Now that may have been based upon his. The, the amount of shares that he had, they were like, oh, he's got a whole lot of shares. He probably he deserves a spot. But 
it, it didn't immediately from, make it. From my, from my, this from my understanding, thing. from my understanding, if you own stock in a company, you are automatically part of the board. No. No, you're a shareholder. Well, yeah, but you're a shareholder, but you have a voice in the board. No, you have you have a voice in decisions. So so when when a company is talking about making a decision, the shareholders will get involved in, Correct. in the approval process. But the, the board is the one who who makes the decisions as to which way they want but you're but go. you as a shareholder have a voice not the individual share you have a say yes you have a say but but a but a 10 percent holding doesn't outweigh 90 percent so the that's that's what is confusing me about this where like there's an argument made that he has some kind of superpower now that he's the majority shareholder well the yeah, only I thing i don't believe that to the be only thing i thought in was pretty way. interesting is that he has he did all of this after a bunch of tweets about how Twitter isn't for free speech. Like mm-hmm. like uh, he was really vocal. He, he was very vocal when Twitter outcasted Babylon uh, the Babylon B. Right, he was very vocal about that. Yeah, and I, I I mean he obviously has some kind of influence in some way. Um, but at the same time, and, and maybe he thinks he has, he has ideas that to, to improve the company and by implementing some of those that, that they'll see some positive results and, and maybe some changes can be made, you know, through, through the yeah, power. But he's of, not going to make a phone call and say, uh, take the W out of Twitter. Right. And he can't make right. that phone call is what I'm saying. Regardless of him being the, the majority shareholder, he can't do that. Yeah, so it's kind of it's, it, it, it's again basically it's the, he can't do shit. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where everyone <laughs> everyone is like getting all up in arms and everyone's getting excited about all this stuff and it's just gonna go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe he'll have a positive influence in some way. I don't use the platform, so I really it don't is give a, a shit. But it, it creates it, it generates a, a lot cesspool, of news, Brian. Uh, Twitter is a cesspool of shit, dude. It is. We're on it. By the way, follow us at uh, into the un, into underscore the underscore norm on right Twitter. At the center of the cesspool. Uh, to be the center <laughs> of the cesspool. It, it is. It is a. It is just. It's just all shit, dude. It, the worst people. The vile. Just vile. Uh, it is horrible i i hate going on it it is it's it is completely controlled by the left man don't hold back tell us how you really feel yeah it it really is it's just it's just like if you were to imagine hell on a social platform it's twitter you know yeah that's what i hear i just don't use it i mean i don't even use i mean i use it but I don't really use Facebook. I just, I mean, I use it for business purposes and for communication purposes, but not for posting my personal business and getting the fucking debates with people. Like I'm totally over that. Uh, it's, it's just absolutely, it's her, it's horrendous. 
Anyway, uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Into the Norm. <laughs> say, yeah, some say some mean shit to us. us. Tell us how much you don't like us. Yeah, that should be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys think about the uh, on to the next topic of uh, Adam Schiff? So, Brian, what's your input on Adam Schiff? What a douchebag! He's a he's yeah. a bag of shit. That's it. He's a, he's so full of shit. He's a liar. He's manipulative. He does not give a fuck about the truth or about this country. He he is purely agenda driven and will lie, cheat, and steal and do whatever he has to 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 manipulate people. And he's done it for years. And he's a disgusting fucking. What, what a weird looking motherfucker, too, man. Like uh, I don't think he's weird looking. Well, that's why I asked if he might yeah. be part alien. What, what Sean? I don't think he's weird looking. Dude, yes, he is. We are Dude, no he is. more weird looking than that guy is. I mean, I agree with everything Brian said. Sure. He was like Jack. His, he, he, his, uh, you know, he was like Jack Skellington. The type of person he is, but he looks like just a normal person. I mean, wasn't there a character in Beetlejuice that like had like this neck that like stretched really long or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I think it reminds me of that one. He 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 looks like a normal person that if I saw him on the street I'd want to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do I it. Think but I want to. your past experiences, I mean that could be your best friend or your <laughs> enemy. So I don't know how to take that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good, John. Uh, that's, that's very true. He's like, I want to punch right. him in the face and have a conversation about if hand jobs are uh, appropriate or not. <laughs> I'll punch him in the face and hey, do you like hand jobs? <laughs> well, of course, who doesn't? Yeah, this guy, but dude. Yeah, uh, remember? Okay, do you remember the committee? Do you remember when um when he held the? Uh, they were so secretive. Uh, the all Russian collusion bullshit. All that, Brian. You're you're being this stuff. Yeah, dude. He was on TV. All day, fucking every day, from channel to channel, network to network, telling lies to the American people. And I mean, he was the the leading propagandist for that whole fucking three years of fucking insanity and, and complete bullshit. He was the he was the face of all that shit for three years, dude. And what, what I want to talk about is his ties to um Ed Buck. Who's Who's Ed Buck Buck is a guy who was he was involved in the entertainment industry like a model and all that kind of shit and he is he L. Ron Hubbard's (laughs) great nephew (laughs) no not 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 by any means not that I know of um okay but apparently I from what I read uh Ed Buck has some ties into like child pornography or child, um, you know, doing like, uh, he has like, he had, I think he had like a hotel dedicated towards like, um, you know, like prostitution for children and shit like that. But anyway, uh, Adam Schiff, like 
it was all ha- it all happened in his district. It all happened in M. Schiff's district, and uh, from what I read, there was like some hush money uh, put through to Adam Schiff for it. And then there was like a hotel that was specified by it. I can't remember the name of it or anything, but the the hotel was super creepy. I remember I looked into it one time, and it was like super creepy, super weird, and um, it was just a really bizarre. Ed Buck is just a super weird person. That description was very vague. I know just as much about Ed Buck as I did before you mentioned his name, Ed Buck. <laughs> but here, here's what I do know now is that Adam Schiff apparently was best friends with Tom Hanks. And, <laughs> and he was known for frequenting a pizza shop that Hillary Clinton ran in D.C. And he would no, they the weren't. Basement. It wasn't a pizza. Okay. So Pizzagate. So <laughs> Pizzagate. Pizza all right, well, let, let's talk about that for a little bit. Dude, Pizzagate, have you read into that at all? Don't need Why? to. Oh, there's nothing bullshit, to read into. dude. There is so much into that, man. That is an insane... Look, look at... Look into the uh the Wikipedia the um fucking WikiLeaks emails with all that man dude it's nuts they um okay so to tie into the pizza game a little bit so it is believed that Chester Chester from Lincoln Park is John Podesta's son I don't know who John Podesta is John Podesta is the he, uh, he was like Hillary Clinton's like right hand man. Uh, he was he was her yeah, like chief of yeah, staff, chief of staff. Basically. And um, and if you if you put the images side by side, they they look very similar. Well, what about <laughs> Hillary Clinton? <laughs> not not Hillary Clinton, but what about um, Chelsea? What about, Clinton? What, about what I mean? You've never seen those picture comparisons? Like, she looks nothing like Bill Clinton. She looks exactly like this other dude that it is rumored was actually was banging Hillary right, well, Clinton. Well, I believe, I'll agree with that. No, you ever heard about that whole thing? And she got, and, and there's before and after pictures where Chelsea got fucking reconstructive surgery on her nose because, I mean, you look at these pictures of her before she had surgery side by side with this, this other dude. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I I, mean, I I I I got something for you. It it it's outside of the Pizzagate, but it is as interesting. Um, no, great. <laughs> no, it, I was it, up in my seat about Pizzagate. I can't wait to hear what this is about. <laughs> no, this is this is even better. All right, so Kathy Griffin, right? Yeah, we all hate her, right? Um, anyway. Do you, okay, now, what's the fuck is that guy's name? Anderson Cooper from CNN. Do you know who he really is? Yeah. He's, He's a, a Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Right? Sean, did you know that? Mind. No, I didn't. Yeah, Anderson Cooper is the... Do you, do you know who the Vanderbilts are, Sean? Yes, I know who the Vanderbilts are. Okay, so they're one of the... They're old blood. They're old money. We're very familiar with that term being from Maryland. Right, living in the Maryland area, old money is very common in that area. Um, so they're Vanderbilts. So Anderson Cooper's 
Anderson Cooper's brother died at a very young age, right? When he died, uh, Kathy Griffin is the same age as his brother. And 10 years later, after his brother died, she appeared on her very first show on IMDb. Kathy Griffin was very close to Anderson Cooper's mom and Anderson Cooper. Why? <laughs> because they're friends? I don't know. Oh <laughs> no, God. dude. It's his brother. What the fuck? Kathy Griffin is Anderson Cooper's brother. Why are they why would they keep it a secret? Because it wasn't allowed back then. Back like, then. it wasn't a thing, you know? The what transgender year? thing wasn't a thing. It was still a thing. Not back then. It's been a thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, not it's not as openly accepted. <laughs> now, no, no, it's not openly accepted. It's a trend now. We're past the moment of acceptance. This is like a, tr- a propaganda train. But Kathy Griffin is Anderson Cooper's... Eh, Kathy Griffin is Anderson Cooper's brother, for sure. You cannot make definitive statements like that, Mitch, as if they're factual, just because <laughs> somebody pointed out a coincidence on IMDb. You know what? They need to interview Kathy Griffin's <laughs> like peers or like childhood friends or. No, I want to see a sonogram. Of... Kathy Griffin's move. Uh, yeah. I will say that I just looked yes. at a comparison, and I'm not agreeing with Mitch Brian, but I looked. <laughs> but Ka- Kathy oh, Griffin does look no like doubt. Anderson Cooper, but with red hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm I don't think you. that. And dude. And the Vanderbilts were super Satanist. They were just like, there's a picture of them with like, uh, they're on they're on the bed. Satan. And behind the bed is like this picture of like people being burned to death or something. It's weird. All I'm right. telling you, dude. There's something there. There. They are. Uh, the Vanderbilts are fucking weird. Now she's dead. The mom's dead, I believe. Right? She died yeah. recently. I believe so, <laughs> but yeah. Kathy Griffin, she she is alive. She's alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's it's weird. Oh, that's great. <laughs> There, there was there was, uh, there was a shoot. bunch of conflict between Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin in the past couple of years. Yeah, but they oh, they really? were they were super f- best friends prior to. But I believe the there was a lot of coming out about them being brothers and sisters, you know, brothers, and that's what caused the uh, conflict in between them. Well, I don't see an Adam's apple on Kathy Griffin. Like uh, surgically removed, right? Can you Vanderbilt surgically one, remove maybe. an Adam's apple? I think so. I'm sure you could make it smaller. Well, Less noticeable. I'm sure it's a thing. Some pills can do that for you. 
<laughs> I hate her. She is a. Well, I guess you can. You can. Yeah. Shit. She is a weird motherfucker, man. And if you look at her now, she looks like Carrot Top. Not saying there's any similarities, but her and Carrot Top, if you put a side by side picture of them, they look very They're similar. brother and sister, too. <laughs> Anderson Cooper, yeah. Carrot Top. Yep. They're all they're all family. Hey Brian, and Carrot Top's the only one that's yeah. in the chips. Yeah. <laughs> hey Brian, have you ever um, heard my thing about birds? Uh, you have a specific thing. Yeah, what's your thing? I think I think all people look like birds. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm gonna create. I'm uh, kind of. I think. No, I've met a lot of people that look like right? turtles. They have the flared, like the weird, like flared nostrils with the. I think a lot of people look like birds. I want to. I want to so create a T-shirt that like has like a pair of binoculars, you know, and it says "bird watching," and then it shows like a picture of people. Yeah. Like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So why do you think people look like birds? They do. They look like birds. <laughs> oh, you've persuaded me. <laughs> yeah, right, I gotta go here soon. No, I, I know, I, I do too. But but especially weird people. Weird weird people look like birds. Like um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like the the you know like some people with the alien going back to aliens. They say like the greys exist or the wizards exist or whatever. Um, I think that those aliens are the bird-like people, you know. It's like uh, like what's his name from uh, Transformers and from The Big Lebowski, the the Spanish guy from The Big Lebowski that like flicks his tongue and licks his ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Jesus. Yeah, 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 Jesus. Yeah. He calls himself Jesus in the film. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but what the uh, hell's his name? He's been in yeah. a ton of shit. Yeah, who? Yeah, it was like you a bird. Yeah, it was like a bird. Like a bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people look like birds. It's very weird. So, what kind of bird would I look like, Mitch? You don't look like a bird. You look like a person. That's the thing. Like the weird. Yeah. Mitch looks I like do? a bird, though. Yeah, like a bald eagle. Like a <laughs> Badass bird. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest tongue. bird on the fucking planet, Brian. You look you probably look like a, a newborn yeah. bald eagle. <laughs> right. Like no feathers. No. <laughs> right there, that movement right there, Sean. Yeah, that's a bird movement, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> uh, man, I'm done. All right. Uh, all right. Anything you guys want to comment on from this point? Mm-mm. I'm ready for a smoke. <laughs> how, about <you? laughs> uh, how about you, Sean? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, hey, guys, uh, be, be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> the cesspool of uh, social media into underscore the underscore norm. Uh, be sure to follow Brian at. Uh, don't worry about it. Just like Brian and subscribe. Brian Yeah, like, subscribe, share. And uh, all right.
and look forward to seeing you guys all next week on Into the Norm.